I know you were super excited to hear Melanin and Medicine because we've literally left you abandoned and stranded in the middle of nowhere, but we're back and we're going to make you listen to Anchor first. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. Oh, <laughs> we got a new voice. Um, so I'm Kia. And I'm Florence. And this is Melanin. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> 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 this is embarrassing. Retake, retake, retake. This is Melanin. And Medicine. <laughs> wow, I am, I should be fired from the show. And I'm 50%. <laughs> you know, or 60, 40, whatever. Yikes. <laughs> so today we have a guest. Hi. <laughs> she speaks. Um, so today we have Loza with us. And Loza is a ball of fun. And she's got so many great things. So I am so excited to be here. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, done it. Because nobody else is on it. Not even us. Um, so, well, I'm happy to be here. Good. So we have... Um, I forget every time. Do we have our guests introduce themselves before we do anything? Um... I, well, let's no, do- let's do the quote and stuff first. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys know um, we have our guests, obviously, you know, do a quote or something that they live by um, whenever we have them on for a uh, Elder's Elevation. So let's let Loza take it away. Hi, guys. So um, I wanted to say a Bible verse that I um, try and live by and, um, you know, go about my life with. Um, it's from 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 5. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. Well, y'all know God is love, so that is I feel like this was just like a perfect bullet list for what I need to be doing. It's it so is, hard. and I mean, I think you you can take that like in an intimate way, as well, or, like romantically, as well as like career-wise, because mm-hmm. if you love what you're doing and it's worth it, then it you'll patient. be patient. You'll yeah. be kind to it. You'll be kind to yourself. It might not be kind <laughs> But, um, yeah, that, I love that. That's nice. Good, thanks. I'm glad you like it. Mm-hmm. I know I talked about you when I saw it, but I didn't even see it. I just like to talk <laughs> my business. So do you like it? I do like it. I, I love that Bible verse. So. Yeah. Because love is patient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not patient. Not patient. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was too personal. Um, <laughs> So, on that note, let's go into our Mahoney messages. Is that what yeah. we usually do next? See, this is why we need to record. When we switch to every two weeks, I just forget everything. Forget, yeah. I just like to talk. Um, I don't think we had any. I've been checking the emails yeah. pretty consistently. And I'm not on Instagram either. Praise God. So, <laughs> if anyone... Um, if anyone would like to email us with questions, complaining about people at work, anything like that, um, email us at melaninandmedicine02 at gmail.com, or you can add us on Instagram if you don't already. I don't know how you found us. Um, <laughs> at melanin, period, in, like I in, period, medicine. Um, and you can see all of our fun little uh, ooh, homemade posters <laughs> made by me. <laughs> and one by Flo. Chill out. You did great, Fran. You did great. I always listen to that episode, and I'm like, that's so funny. Because I know somebody was like, yeah, I'll never use this phone. What's, what's up? Oh. Uh. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> you want to hop on? Hold on, guys. We have uh, Harmony uh, from episode number 28. 
Is, are you sure? No. Oh, God. No, no, no. Hop on the mic. Say hey to the kids. Hi, kids. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, she had no plan here. That's all right. She wanted to say hi. She's never going to say hi to us again, guys. <laughs> it's good. Uh, we'll it. Bye, Harmony. We are friends, guys. <laughs> and they talk to us in public. So, so yeah. Um, but, no. Long story short, we don't have Mahoney messages. Um, let's hop into our interview question. So, um, while I pull that up, Loza, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Okay. Boom. Um. Boom. Oh, boom. <laughs> boom. Ooh, ooh, ooh. On the mic is a queen, so listen to me sing. Hey! Got the number three, what? all the sats on your ribs. Hey! 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 That was from Bog Weekly. I can't. I no, can't, you did great. I can't claim that. That was like good. That was really perfect. That was great. Thank you okay. for that. <laughs> Getting our episode scrapped <laughs> for plagiarism. Yeah, I do not own all content. I got completely distracted. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, my name is Loza Ayeda Cabret. Um, I am a 23-year-old here at University of Kansas School of Medicine with Kia and Flo. Um, and I am here to talk about a variety of things. Okay. But, yeah, I don't like. Oh, that's fine. Okay. General introduction is really so that I can pull this up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's all. We'll dive into it after this. Okay. Literally right after this. Okay, great. <laughs> um. So the interview question for this week is: What do you feel are the social responsibilities of a physician? Ooh. Am I going to start? It really doesn't matter. Okay, so I'll start, guys. Well, okay, my biggest thing is leadership in your community because um, I feel like as a physician, if you don't step up as a leader um, and you don't really know what's going on in your community and, like, the health outcomes and what people in your community are doing overall, you can't really treat that community. Definitely. That's I absolutely true. I totally mm-hmm. buy with that. Also because in a lot of communities, especially immigrant ones, doctors are seen as, like, the, the smartest mm-hmm. or the most you know, well-knowing of that community, so you kind of have to step into that role, regardless of whether you actually feel like you, you know, you fit there, so. Yeah, I would say, um, aside from a leader, I would say more of, like, a, a liaison for, like, when someone needs help. Like, I feel like, if anything, you feel most comfortable going to, I mean, of course, like, priests and things like that, but if you don't have any, like, guidance or anything, when you go to a physician, like, you should know that, one, you're supported, in whatever you're really thinking about, and two, that your your best interest is at the forefront of their, that whole interaction. So I feel like um, socially, the physicians should take the approaches like I'm working for my community, not you know, just working, not working with them, yeah. but working on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I feel like we see a lot of people, just in general, um, who are have this mindset of what can I get out of this. Versus how can I contribute to this situation and, and how can the things I know like really uplift the situation and what can I gain as far as like knowledge and not monetary and not, yeah, yeah and, and yeah, so. But interview wise, I don't even know what I'd say. I guess that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that's a solid that answer. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and we know some of you folks are going on interviews, so now's the time to email us saying how crazy your email your interview was. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly fine, because we want to know. Yeah. Do you have any crazy interview stories, Loza? Um, honestly, 
Not really. I feel like most of my interviews have been pretty straight and narrow, thankfully. Thank mm-hmm. God. We we don't like surprises. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> I had a couple crazies. Yeah. yeah I definitely did. <laughs> Just one. Oh, God. Indiana was off. What they ask Oh, you? well, I'm already in school. Um, <laughs> it was just like not, well, no. It was like six uh, male physicians all at a round table like this, and then I was at the head of it, and they were just like all asking. Very high intensity. It was so stressful. I was so, I was literally, and I hadn't even prepared. I didn't get in. <laughs> I think I got like waitlisted or something, but yeah, no, it was, it was stressful. Oh, God. It was literally the most I stressful. wonder what they're trying to achieve by putting people in that. I don't think, I mean, they were all really nice. Yeah, but still. Yeah. That's and they were all men. Like, I would have liked to see a woman. woman. Yeah, um, they probably don't minor- have a was there a minority? <laughs> huh? Was there a minority? Yeah. There was a African-American man, a black man. And uh, I say black because I don't know his culture or his mm-hmm. background. But, you know, it's me. Um, and then there was an Asian man, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there was an Asian man. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, the diversity was attempted. <laughs> <laughs> They tried, but they tried I mean, it. You know, I could have taken a few PhDs and a, a woman, or you know what I mean, like a a, a variety, not a bunch of literal physicians. Yeah. But you know, stress and medical school. Oh God. Um. Okay. Loves it. What's up? Give them the deets that they want to know. Like, really tell about yourself. So, like, undergrad and like here and well, not here, but like where you're from and like tell about yourself. Yeah. Um. So. My family is ethnically Ethiopian. Uh, my parents immigrated here from Ethiopia before I was born. Um, they had me and my sister here in the States. And, um, yeah, so they raised us for the majority of our lives in Kansas City. And um, for college, I headed out to Stanford, uh, which was a pretty crazy experience and a uh, blessing in every way. Except for a few. <laughs> I just love yeah. when you say that. Like when you literally, because in Primatric there was like a handful of like black women, and so when I saw like you know you were like oh it's Stanford, I was like I know that's right. She was like, Look at that. And I was like she might not even talk to us. Let me just wait. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, it was it was um, it was a blessing. I met some really interesting, really cool people. As you can expect, um, for sure. a, a lot of like people from different countries and really different backgrounds. I met a lot of really rich people. Wow. It was really overwhelming. Cause rich I, in personality? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I met some of those too. Right. Right, right. Uh, rich monetarily as well. So, you know. <laughs> so um, guys, this is our stepping stones if you didn't notice. Um, <laughs> yeah, we forgot to Did say that. Did you have some, ex- or like some preconceived like ideals before going to undergrad that were like shaped very dramatically in undergrad, like seeing life from a new perspective in that way or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, primarily my religious views had the biggest change from, really? from high school oh. and going out into college um, did you go to like a religious high school or no, no okay. I'm just my parents are very religiously conservative mm-hmm. uh, very Christian um I grew up not being allowed to listen to like, like secular music. secular music we I wasn't allowed to dance um dance no. like in general or just oh, go to dances well, uh, dance in general like if I was seen like 
Like, if you had some pizza rolls in the oven, you couldn't even do a gym. Girl, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> well, see, I mean, you're right, though. Like, no. The answer to that is no. Because Kia be dancing when food comes out. That's why she asked that. I dance when I eat and don't even realize She'll be like, mm, mm, mm. And be like, is it good? I'm like, girl, chill. Yeah, they kind of smack me and be like, don't do that. Like, you're a Christian. Like, yeah, it was, it was a really interesting mm-hmm. upbringing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I went to college, and I was very eager to be out into the world. So you were open them. to change I was, was it I a was culture welcoming. shock? Um, yeah. A culture shock, yes, but also no. Like, I knew I was going to be surrounded by people Somebody that didn't look friend. like me. Mm-hmm. But I was used to that because in, Ka- in Johnson County, here in Kansas City, I was surrounded by white people. Mm-hmm. If anything, I had more of a diverse population there than I did here. Mm-hmm. Um, was so. it a culture shock in the sense of, like, you have freedom now? Oh, that, yes. <laughs> yeah, I went a little crazy. Had your appearance here. Oh, gosh. Just a little, just a little. But you made it way back. Yeah, yeah. med school now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. How did your parents feel about you, like, going? Um, so my dad didn't want to let me go at first. Um, I got in, and he was like, why? It's just some private school. You don't need to go there. Wait a minute. Just yeah, some. He didn't know. He didn't understand. No valid. They're right. not from here. Yeah, so like... they, didn't, they didn't get it. Uh, my mom knew it was my, like, dream school. And so that was my dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so she really pushed for it. She's like, "No, she's going no matter what." And also, it was cheaper than KU, so wow, yeah, Yeah. you needed to go. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So wow, but I think that really does say something because you at least had one parent on your side. Yeah, and people really feel that pressure when Mm -hmm. they have both parents saying Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Right. Versus like somebody who sees your passion, you're their kid, so Mm -hmm. they want you to be happy with. I think that makes a big I don't know if we have any parents that listen but Mm -hmm. you know be that parent yeah whoop them later (laughs) (laughs) no but go ahead yeah no I mean um yeah so my mom was really supportive and she pushed me to go and so I went and uh my dad came around eventually sure yeah I mean he he missed me but it's it's an amazing name to have um but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, um, I had a bunch of subjects written Both. down, but I always like, yeah. I like casual conversations. I was going to say, okay. how do you feel, like, because I know in the past we've talked about, at least at our undergrads, I felt like the advisementship. Advisors? Yeah, mm-hmm. advisors, like, it really didn't help minorities get into medical school. Do you feel like mm-hmm. that was different at Stanford, just because it was, like, a private institution and, like, really well-renowned and known and... Where do you feel like you had more support and help in that direction? Um, I would say no, definitely not. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that there's this idea that because it's Stanford and has this amazing name, that the students get a lot of support. But I think if anything, it's the opposite. Um, really? Yeah. So you come in as this high achiever, and so they have high expectations for you being able to do things on your own and to figure it out on uh-huh. your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so the pre-med advising team was two people for our entire no way and I imagine that's a dense yeah area yeah it was like the second highest career path people had what business besides computer science which I mean it's Uh Silicon Valley so okay Mm -hmm. yeah I see it yeah um so no and especially as a minority I really struggled in my pre-med classes and all I got told was oh yeah you're not getting into med school are you serious I was told that I needed to apply to 30 schools in order to get in to get in anywhere mm-hmm. and I was I was like okay but AMCAS gives me 16 free medical like applications where mm-hmm. do you think 
where do you think the other 16 is coming from? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not paying for that. Yeah. Are you paying for that? <laughs> but no. Of course not. Why would they? Because Stanford. Yeah. And they're like, girl, we <laughs> gave you this education. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want it to sound like I'm, like, ungrateful. Oh, no. Soon, but we, I'm sure if you rewind all of our plays, somebody <laughs> oh. knows. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, so as, like, for future pre-meds who are, like, at schools like Stanford or just in schools in general, like, do you have any advice for well, someone going into? Do you have advice for any high schoolers who want to go to Ivy League schools? Yeah. And we'll start then, there. And then, yeah. 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 So if your plan is to go to go into the workforce right after college, um, and Ivy League is for you. If your plan is to go into medical school specifically, I would strongly think about what you're putting yourself through because mm-hmm. you are expected to have the same GPA as someone who goes to a different school as you. And um, these classes are taught by people who literally invented their fields. No. And so, oh, wow. uh, like, the classes are harder, the exams are much harder. And you're held to the same standards. So. But do you, do you feel like because because my sister she went to Emory okay. and I feel like at her interviews and stuff like do you feel like having that name behind you definitely helped your med school application? Definitely, um, it it definitely came up in uh, medical school interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that's one of the, like one of the main reasons I got into KU. Um, but yeah. I like like wow. I mean, yeah. I mean that's a great side. <laughs> well, I ask because well. I'm like because if you suggest people not go, but then you feel like the name helps you. Like, mm-hmm. what's the balance? Do you feel like they prepared you for medical school? Yeah. I I okay. I'm gonna just full disclosure. <laughs> I got a 3.4 GPA at Stanford. Okay. So. Like, girl, we told all our business. I mean, I know, yeah, right? they so, know like, mine was that after the post back, <laughs> <laughs> and I was right? cheesing in my interview. <laughs> you see the number? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Which like, is crazy because in normal fields, anything above three point oh is, is great. Right? Yeah, that's crazy. For everybody, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that until exactly. I like started. Yeah. <laughs> But then, like, cases, oh, I guess our school does this thing called cases. It's awful. And it, like, has, like, your undergrad GPA, your NCAS scores, and it ranks you where you are in the class. Oh, and... God. <laughs> like, that percentile is so petty. They it's didn't have so to do that. Sad. I know. I'm pretty sure I'm, like, two or five percentile yeah, or something. It's, it's, like, whatever. It doesn't have two numbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a single-digit percentile. Yeah. 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 So just like have it in mind. I wouldn't. I would never tell someone don't go to Stanford. Yeah. Like, don't go to Harvard. So how do you feel about? Um, does Stanford have a medical school? Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So how do you feel about students going to their like an Ivy League medical school over um, an Ivy League undergrad? Uh, well, it's the difference between getting a four in high school versus a four in college. So mm-hmm. like. Okay. It, it just depends on what someone's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as going to like Stanford Medical School, you will have a higher likelihood if you're at an Ivy League undergrad. That's okay. definitely for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anything, research. Like they want to see mm-hmm. four years of research, multiple publications. If you can, as an undergrad, be first author. Wow. Like, yeah. So to you, That's what it. do you think? I guess you could, what's the benefit of going to an IV, wanting to go to medical school after, and, like, not the benefit? Um, so, at an Ivy League undergrad, you'll have a lot of opportunities for research and for um, really interesting extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind, your school will be very demanding, so you need to be able to juggle a lot of things all at once. But um, if, you're, if you're a master juggler, you can do it. Master juggler. 
uh, you'll end up places. So. Okay. Yeah. Is the dating life possible at Stanford? Oh yeah, there's a lot of educated black men. Oh, shut up. Yeah. We don't have that yeah. option anymore right now. Yeah. <laughs> we can't date a thing. <laughs> I can't even date my calendar. Oh come on. Oh bro. god. Calendar, you really wanted to. It's neglected. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So. It's a lot of educated black men. Oh, I don't doubt that. I'm just yeah. being facetious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, looks wise though. Wait a minute oh, now, girl. Hold on. I don't. Because I mean, you were really selling it, <laughs> girl. We showed you the looks we like. I know y'all have really high standards. Do we? <laughs> we yeah. do. Yeah. You I'm do. not gonna lie. We do. Really I mean, I like them tall, so literally you high. Like them six, we eight. have <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> I don't like it. That's the silly thing. We have high standards. I'm not gonna lie, Lozzie. You're right. Yeah. If I'm trying to reach yeah. over the cabinet, you don't know say why I gotta stretch. Why you just. Girl, you told me you're going to all these four years of med school and you can't stretch to get to Some of the cabinet. best items are on the top shelves at the grocery store. I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> this is so optimistic. <laughs> I'm just annoying, guys. You know this already. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I don't, I don't think we have... The thing, we've talked about this, and this is a strong dating tangent. So if you are a young man, we will not bash young men. However, we best talk about dating. <laughs> um, we've talked about the fact that we simply look for ourselves. In, we do. In men, mm-hmm. And we expect to find Are high standards, Oza? Tell them. No, uh, well, I mean, yes. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> thought this was. This ain't no great value. Not giving out great, equate love. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Y'all are 10 out of 10. See? Wait, you got us? Yeah, Shut the front that's door. You don't have to say that. Thank girl. you, Loza. No, but it's true. We did not pay Loza to say these things. We will give you food later. <laughs> no, no. No, that's sweet. But we do. We look for, you know, educated um independent efficient you know we look for somebody aspiring loyal yeah aspiring uh furthering education um having goals in their career even you know so i don't think the things we expect of men not that's all i might have a crazy height requirement um but you know i if i could find a guy who has all of those things and maybe he's fine (laughs) (laughs) or maybe you know five nine whatever the case may be that's you know that's secondary right but i think dating at our age is, is more complicated now that we have a tight schedule mm-hmm. that's the hardest thing you tight know zipped <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah our schedule is mummified yeah. and um it's it's really it's really hard to uh to you know find that balance especially so early in um in medical school it's just I, yeah dating has definitely taken a back seat for me yeah so like what are I'm curious what are your two um like where how are you guys how, I don't know how to that, say just this. give us to us raw form and we'll clean it up yeah <laughs> what are you guys willing to give up on like oh um, like what are we oh, willing settle? to compromise yeah, not, settle. Yeah. not settle not settle compromise <laughs> okay because you're, you said you're looking for people who are like you mm-hmm. and like okay. clearly we are I'll not tell you one perfect, of mine because so... he won't compromise okay on this, but okay. I will. we've it? talked about this I, I'll compromise on two things <laughs> one thing I'll compromise is someone making less than me but the compromises they can make way less than me but it has to be they have to have goals and ambitions okay. so I will date like, I'm not, I don't need a guy who's, like, going to make my salary. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I'm okay with a guy, like, making 30, you know, like, way less. But they have to have goals. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to work this 9 to 5 
clock in, clock out, and be done. Like, well, we need to be growing together. And if you don't have goals, I can't grow with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because okay. I'm always going to have goals. I'm going to be always trying to better myself in my career. So that, to me, that's a compromise. Okay. 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 I respect that. Um, but I know you don't feel the same way. Well, so no, it's, it's not that I don't feel the same way. I feel that to an extent. So I would like... You have a... I mean, really, I just want a man who makes at least $100,000. See, that's not realistic. But it could also be less. Yeah. So, I mean, when you say... And that's... I mean, I don't think that's... That's why I said I could do 30K, like, low. You could do... We'll talk about this later. We'll float the line. Okay. (laughs) Bro, uh, yo, I've seen this girl's Pinterest. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. What's wrong with my Pinterest? It's expensive. (laughs) I do have expensive taste. If you would like a fun time to uh, look at all the things you can't afford, go to Flo's uh, wedding Pinterest and show out. Hey, look, I've been on it. I like it. I like like quality things. And you ought to, girl, because you're quality. Thanks. But you might go get that. (laughs) (laughs) No, we we say this, and right now, FAFSA is the only thing in my bank account. But... (laughs) preach <laughs> <laughs> but um things i'm willing to compromise i say my second one you're not willing to compromise on well no I'll, I'll say okay say one i said hi i am i'm willing to compromise on hi I, I mean really and i say this because i've met guys who's like i would really be happy with them like he's not six six fine okay I guess. but he's six two Mind your business. That's not I'm, not I'm, joking. I'm joking i would literally i would date a guy who was like five seven eight and that is the nail in the coffin. That's what I gotta say about that. And I mean it. And the day I meet the perfect man who's five seven, Flo's gonna sit in a, in the car, play this, and look at me, girl. I'm saying I'm, I'm gonna say it at your wedding. And you're like, you know, Kia used to say. Okay, what's your second one? Go. Kids. Are you? I told you that. I told, oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. Okay. Wait, what do you mean, kids? Like, you, like you, if you they date had, someone, yeah, have kids? Kids, said no. Like here, I cannot compromise on that. I just feel like the older we get. The the more the pool shrinks. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we're not there yet. And I, you know, I give myself room. I feel you. I feel you for that. And now, if you ask me in three years, and I'm still looking at lows and flow in my iPad, <laughs> and when I go home, I answer the Astro, maybe I'll change my mind. And honestly, I thought about it, and I was like, what is the thing about men with, you know, kids? And I think really it's just... I don't know what their dynamic is with their the the the, the, mm-hmm. the mother of yeah. their child, and I wouldn't want to one have more complications than a relationship already comes with. Mm-hmm. Two, um, I don't do drama, and I don't. I just, I just, no, like if at any time there is someone mad, it's probably justifiably, justifiably the woman who's been to you, uh, and and I, you know, it's just an extra, but. Something I am willing to compromise on. Two things. Dang, you really messed me up with two. Oh, I can keep going. <laughs> Actually, I'm willing to compromise on. Because um, I'd be canceling left and right, so don't. I would say if a man is, is uh, complacent in a successful career field, that's fine. Really? Yeah. If, he, I um, can't. if he's, you know, an attorney and he's already there and he's happy. But you have to have goals with that, though. You're like, every month you'll be like, okay, I'm going to do this much. You, you know what I mean? Like, you, can't, you have to have goals in certain fields. I mean, if he okay, an engineer, can he just? Make, you can have goals. You have he projects can, but and if stuff, he, deadlines you have to make. Okay, making doing your job is one but thing. But <laughs> to me, 
not having goals. It's literally working at 9 to 5. You clock in, you help people, you leave, you go home, sit, watch TV. Like, there's no, I don't know, to me. So, what if, okay, so I, what if we're doctors? And we have to you, have goals. But no, like, what if you just, ha- like, are happy in a hospital setting, you go home? You are, but you're going to have goals for your, like, patients that you see. Like, I don't think you can be a doctor and not have goals. You know what I mean? Like... You're always going to have, you're going to have the hospital go hospital. The, the hospital is going to make you have goals. Like we're going to have to see a certain like quotas, of quotas and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, so you're going to, but that's doing your job, but it's forcing you to have goals. But no goals is in like, I want to do this for five years. Then I plan to do this afterwards. Then I plan to do that. Like me, I want to go back to school to get a law degree. Oh, oh yeah. This is just on the back. See, but, like on uh, someone, I'm 50. Okay. You know. But, but, you know. <laughs> but jobs and your goals in your career, that's always, you're always going to have goals. You know what I mean? No, because like, not everybody has that. I mean, But how goals, can you work in a hospital and not have goals? That's what I'm saying. You got enough to balance. That's what I think. But I, that all, even balancing those goals. No, that's doing your job. No, it's not, girl. Because you have to, like. So what you're saying is if you don't want to work, then you don't have goals? No, I'm just saying there's certain job fields that require you to always have goals. Like, I so think- I'm saying interpersonal set goals. Goals yeah. that you set for yourself, not not demands of your job. So like, but I feel like it, so if you have a partner, like you're not going to have goals in your marriage? I might. That's, but that's but why would you just have I said goals in, in their career. Huh? In their career. If they're complacent with their career, that's one thing. I just me, like, and I wouldn't accept that. Like, I, mean, I need you to... Because okay, so how are you going to keep growing as a person? What if, if you get not, with a guy who's like a CEO of whatever he does? And he's... To be a CEO, you have to constantly have goals. You can't just You just got to do your job. No, girl. To be a CEO... But I'm saying, of like, a huge company, the company's not going to go progress. up. Yeah, there is. I the company continually getting better. Yeah, but that's doing it. That's what you're supposed to do. No, you don't have to do that. That's so what then your company's going to no, fail. But that's saying certain job fields, you oh, have to have goals. Love the help. <laughs> I think y'all are just defining goals differently. Like, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... I said personal good. goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, want a guy who with personal goals or somebody who has goals for their... Everything. Goals and everything. I don't think you can grow together if you both... If one person's having goals and everything, the other person's just sitting there. You but can't. I'm just saying, like, if a guy is complacent and doing well with their job, with, the, with, with their job, I'm fine with that. Because if you're doing what you're doing and it makes you happy... That's one thing. Now, now in my, you know, marriage, of course you gotta have goals because you can't just sit there and look at somebody for all day and then be like, oh wow, was that a new mole? Like, no, you can't. But see, but to me, like, I think just me, my upbringing, my parents just always preach complacency is you'll you'll never be satisfied. But like, I don't think. But that's how I grew what up you, thinking that though. So like, I'm always like, okay, like bettering goals, doing this, and it's like, I'm gonna teach my kids the same philosophy. So if my husband's not doing what I'm doing, we're not on the same page. So what about a tra- okay? What about a traffic cop? He he has to you know give out thirty tickets every month. The situation. <laughs> just, just, just think about it. Just think about it. So in order for you to date, oh my god. <laughs> no, 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 no. So in order for you to date him, you would want him to be exceeding the giving out 30 tickets a month. No, not exceeding, but like I want, would want him to be like, okay, I, I'm going to meet this 30. You don't have to make it, but like, hey, I'm going to meet this. Yeah, you do. Month. What? You got to make the 30. That's his. That's but his, that's, that's, that's a goal. A that's a goal. That's but the goal can't be No, but you can have a goal and you have to have steps to reach that goal. That's what I'm saying. So to me, I feel like you're saying you want a man who plans to keep his job. 
No. I mean, that's because to me, you're doing your job. You supposed no, to. No, because there's not. Cause, okay, because I know. I don't know what I'm saying. No, just okay, being I, very know, I know people in their career fields. You clock in, you do your little stuff. You leave. That's but all I feel you like have there's positions do. like that, honestly. Who? Nate, yeah. tell I me. Mean, some yeah, of the positions who really attending. just go, deal with patients, and then when they leave, they're... But I mean, the, if honestly, if for at one point in our careers, that's how you want it. I know, but you <laughs> don't know the goal. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever talked to them about their goals? You don't know. Like, they might just be working to you, but in the back of their mind, they have goals. I mean, but I could ask, you know, do you have plans that's after you saying. practice? But then, even then, they'll be like, retire. Yeah, but I'm sure, like, I, I've never met a doctor who's like, I'm not trying to make this amount of money so I can retire at this time. You know, I've never met a doctor like that. Mm-hmm. To you, it might be like, oh, they're just working, but I'm sure in the back of their head, they're like, okay, I'm working so I can make this this month to make this this month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying my I parents, your salary, you're just making money. But then you, I hear doctors all the time, I have, I've invested in this. Oh, yeah. I've done this. Th- those are goals. I do, but I, I also, I just, I, I feel like that is a goal, yes. Yeah. Like, that's a goal. I'm but just saying, the way I was making is minimum, that's just working. Yeah, but I feel like, to me, if, as long as you have those steps, no, if we're, if cool, says, we're talking about those steps, okay, you didn't make it this month, what are we going to do next month to make this? That's, I feel like, like, that's what I want in my relationship. I can see that. I feel like having a five-year, a ten-year, mm-hmm. these are goals. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, where do you want to be? Yeah, do your job, but okay, five years from now, do you want to be in academic medicine? Do you want to be uh, chief of uh, staff? Do you want to mm-hmm. be the director? Do you want to own the hospital? Yeah. Do you want to... These are goals. Yeah. Showing up. Do you want to be a traffic sergeant? But see, but so do you, you want to get but I consider, <laughs> but I'm like every, but you see how I am like every Sunday I sit down and say, oh, you playing? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's how I know you can't do no Thursday. That's what, shut <laughs> up. I'm like, these are my goals for each day. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so I wake up Monday before I go to bed. I'm like, how am I going to reach this goal? To for sure. This? So that's how I am. So if my husband's not on that same track, we're not going to be on the same page. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see my, like, I make goals. I'm like, okay, it's 9 to 9. You do, and you, but you're really, this. you're hard on yourself. And I think that's just, you know, you're an athlete. You're diligent. You're an independent woman. You're smart. Oh. You're loyal. Oh. You can spell no. sometimes. Yeah, I, I can spell. You should have said the math, and I would agree. I can't I'm not going to do that thing. <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, I, I understand, like, and, and for sure, but, yeah. Sorry, that was like that strong was a tangent. strong tangent. Rosa, what are you compromising on since you got all of this? <laughs> got people thinking we selfish and, and don't want nobody. Crazy. I'm a money hoarder. Oh god. I don't know. I feel like That's I, I don't question. know. I I feel like I'm not that picky. I can compromise on vision if he can't see. <laughs> That's funny because Lose, you have told us this stuff, and Minky, mm mm, what? what? He gotta go. What? I know. Something about about vision? No, about about like a guy or something. We're like Lose, he gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have to be hard on ourselves because we. The only reason we say that is because we've settled before. Yeah, we have. And it didn't. And honestly, I'm so grateful for the experiences that have led me to the point where I refuse to settle. Yeah. And when you said like. And I don't know who needs to hear this. It might be a young man who needs to know this. But you are way more important than whatever you're about to settle for. Because it's only a matter of time before you're unhappy with the thing you are settling for. And it it manifests in ways that you wouldn't even, like, 
it, it could like be the fact that he clips his toenails and leaves it on the floor and you stepping around the house just you know crackling so on feet. Yeah. yeah and then eventually you know that builds up now I'm, I'm being petty of course <laughs> okay I'm like what but you know it I settled on religion once because I am like somebody who I I really think I just have to have the at least mm-hmm. structure of religion. somebody who believes in the same thing and, yeah. and someone who has a moral compass mm-hmm. and I think Settling on that manifested in so many other ways. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't know how to support. They didn't know how to guide me. They didn't know what to do when I was in need. They didn't know how to encourage me. And it was it was during a time where I really needed encouragement. And yeah. it's like, I want somebody who at the end of the day is going to be like, well, shoot, let's just pray about it. Like, yeah. I don't have nothing else for you, girl. You sit here <laughs> and open and, and uh, in a bad mood. Facts. Give it to God and I'll send it on the way. <laughs> so, like... I say that because it it may it may just be what you are passionate about. Yeah. It could be the fact that you don't like toenails on your carpet, but don't settle. Yeah. <laughs> don't or, settle. Or, or communicate and, and oh girl, you know, oh girl, never settle for that. Do not. Don't settle for communicating. Don't settle like if for you can't some. If you can't communicate. Oh oh. You can date oh, a rock. Oh, yeah. If you don't settle on communication. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's. That's yeah. important. Yeah. I was just saying, communicate that you don't like the fingernails on the carpet before you <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. You definitely can just say you don't like fingernails. <laughs> if he's refusing to understand that, there's a bigger yeah. issue in it. Yeah. No, honestly, I would say, like, my, my the things I would or would not compromise on um, include height. I, 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 what? I, well, you gave me all this poop. Oh, come on. I got two, so I can compromise on that. Right? You're not even, nobody's gonna be short. Yeah, no one's gonna Well, be there was either. one. There's been one. We oh. all know him. Bless his heart. <laughs> Did yeah. y'all actually tell him? Just no, he tried cast. to, and I had to swerve But I'm saying, oh, like, yeah. uh, besides that one versus I'm five, seven, six. How tall am I? Five, six? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm five, six. So it's been more than one. Right. Didn't flow. I've had hellas. She's yeah. like six foot. I'm not <laughs> I wish I was six foot. It's okay, friend. The Lord did not bless me Speaking with six foot height. Existence. Wait, how tall are you? Yeah, I'm like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, yeah, I'm chilling. That's okay. Everybody. You tall and a beat. You six foot When to I wear friend. heels, I'm six foot. Hello. Hey. Come on. She got legs. Sorry. <laughs> Woo. We're our best selling. <laughs> we are. That's oh, my God. Wow, what a tangent. This is just going to be a long episode because I refuse to miss out on this conversation. Okay, okay. Let's go on. No, no, no. Can we wrap it up? Yeah. So wait, did you still want to say one? Yeah. You turn. (laughs) Say two. Okay, so the second thing that I would compromise on would be um, uh, their job, I think. I think I'd be, as long as they are interested in education, I don't really care what route they go in, so... Teacher. You know, Teachers and that's don't a good make point. a lot of money. I would, I would date a teacher. I will say, I would date a teacher. I would love a little teacher. Oh, I would love you? it. Oh yes. What about I the would... teacher that was? <laughs> oh, so now we don't. Oh no, we digging in the past, girl. You, you, y'all. You got her shovel and hard hat and was ready to dig. <laughs> talk about the wig you what? whispered it it was ammo it was funny <laughs> no i would because my mom's a teacher and i mm-hmm. i think there's a certain and i mean i don't know you're right maybe like i said maybe in a couple of years i'll be ready to budge on whatever finances i get <laughs> but um my mom's a teacher and i just i think there's a serious amount of passion that goes into that, right. that job there there's a and patience uh-huh. that I don't never. Yes. So I think that maybe the I would, yeah, and like and the real the people who teach because they want to teach and not just people who want to be coaches. 
<laughs> was that shady? That was very shady. Ouch. That's always shady. <laughs> I just, fine. I want the real passion. I want yeah. you to be like, I teach high school math yeah. because I want them to learn math. I had a male oh. teacher that was dating, a, that was married to a neurosurgeon and their schedules just worked so well. Oh, he, wow. And he has summers off. Yeah. He, he has summers off. He picks up the kids. He could cook dinner. It's like, wow. That Ooh. was like, it really worked for them. I need a math so, teacher. That's, that's what I need. Because you know, I don't like it. I like yeah. to cook, so. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, so. And I can't do math. Flo tried to scare me into cooking for y'all. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good, yeah, see? Yeah. I'm not a money whore. Oh, my gosh. Mm. What a fun okay. topic. Yeah, let's get back on track. Um, so, Loza went to school in Cali. Um, oh, I'd like to say that nobody in California calls it Cali. It's well, we're from the middle of the I know. Nation, I think it's no so interesting. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. Make, I'm not making fun of you or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, coming here, people are like, oh, how's Cali? Like, what? Where? Oh, NorCal. Like, oh, SoCal. That's that's what it's oh, called. Oh, they're, they're, they're real cool. Yeah, whatever. It's gonna be the C. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. that's cool. Excuse me. Sorry, I. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I didn't mean that. When you, me. if you go back, can you tell us so I can go with you? Of course. Just bum and. Of course. I'll bring a sleeping bag. Yeah. Have y'all been to, to San Francisco? I have. I've never been to San Francisco. No, I went, I went to San Diego. I've been to okay. San Diego. So My aunt lives in San Francisco. I, I need to see her. I think if you guys are imagining, like, the beaches and the sunny weather. No. So, Southern California is the way to go. It's, like, north. Whereas earth. San Francisco is northern and cold and foggy. Uh-huh. But it's still pretty. And I have the a lot of culture. I had the opportunity to do Envision at, I think, Stanford. Yeah. yeah, and um, have you have you heard of Envision? I have not. Oh, it's like a summer program okay. thing for like cool. high school students, but I didn't end up doing it because I wanted to come back here. But okay, yeah, yep. so that was my only opportunity. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, oh, I was trying God. to think of what I was going to say. Oh, um, you're good. Yeah, I'll ask you a question while you formulate on that. Um, okay, so Loza, your transition back home after uh, undergrad, living living uh, in the beautiful cloudiness of San Francisco, <laughs> how, how's that been? It's been great. I live with my parents, and it's lovely. Okay. Do you want to talk more about way. that? Yeah, Pros and cons, let's hear it. We're going to really dig in. Yeah, absolutely. Pros. Uh, I don't pay rent. Shut up, you're bragging. I don't. <laughs> I don't cook my own food, which some people would say is a con because I'm not being an adult right now, but it's okay, I'm in school. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah. yeah I, I don't cook my own food. <laughs> who, cooks your, who cooks your food? Kia. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> some of us are less lucky to have such great friends. I know. So. <laughs> as soon as you get a boyfriend, I'm done. I'm not cooking for both of you. Oh, my God. Who do you cook? What if he cooks for you? Oh, no, that's a whole nother dynamic I didn't consider. Yes, feed the needy. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, my family helps me with my laundry when I need it. I try to do it myself. My parents do laundry. Yeah, I was like, your parents do your laundry. I mean, I grew yeah. up there. <laughs> I don't wash dishes, thankfully. Except for after exams. I'll help, with my, I'll help my mom after my exams. Um, and generally, I think the biggest pro of it all is living with people that I feel comfortable with, that I love, that love me, that care about how I'm doing, I care mm. about how they're doing. That understand. Yeah. And that, under, that get it. And mm-hmm. um, I think when I was living on my own in California, it was really hard. Did I you was, live on your, like, solely on your yeah. own? Yeah. Oh, well, my gosh. I graduated gosh. in December, so I was oh. there for six months working, and I dealt with 
um, a lot of isolation. I it was really hard for me. I do not do well by myself. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, we love it. Oh, oh. I am literally. Do you know thriving. how many times I've driven home? I'm so happy. Really? I get to look at nobody but my annoying it's the dog. Best part. Oh God, and those dogs really push it. They're so yeah. annoying, but I'm so happy to but go I home think, alone. I think that's also you have each other. Like you always have yeah. somebody yeah. to text. Yeah, we talk. We do. We do. <laughs> You saw my Instagram or not my, my Snapchat story? Did you see? Yeah, I saw. Like, I that. had four notifications, <laughs> and it was like a group message with Flo, Flo's Snapchat, uh, Flo text texted you, and then there was another text from Flo, oh, and I think Instagram too. Y'all are so lucky to have each other. I didn't necessarily sometimes. Like, I don't know. We're single. <laughs> no, no, it's because y'all are black. That's what. It is. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay, let's hear it. My friends were. My friends were lovely. Uh-huh. They were not black. Mm-hmm. They did not have the same need for community that I did. Mm-hmm. They did not have that same expectation. They were very much in their whole independence. Now, is it possible that it's because we are from the same community that we have this, like, unified... I mean, because I wouldn't say it's just because we're black. Like, yeah. I think because we are... I think we are raised on community. Yeah, and I think, too, mm-hmm. because, like... Now, this is, like, a controversy in social, like, conversations because there is the idea that people gravitate towards those in their community who look like them and things like that. Sure. And there's, I mean, this controversy because it's like, oh, that's not true. No, 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 But, I mean, to me, it just makes me feel more comfortable seeing, and I don't even know that, like, when I see, um, we just had Sir Week and I, you know, all in the hospital. If I saw, like, a person of color, I just, I, I you know, good morning. Like, how are you today? Always. Like, it just, and Always. it's just kind of, I don't know. It was just kind of that camaraderie. And I've noticed, you know, in other cultures, they may not be as spoken sometimes. They don't really acknowledge that it's morning if that's something they don't do. <laughs> and so you can't, like, but it just happens. And, you know, I was raised, yeah, like, when you see elders, you say, like, oh, good morning. Like, thank you. Like, How's your day going? Oh, you engage with them. So mm-hmm. yeah. maybe it's because we black out. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> the only reason I say that is because in undergrad, I um, anytime I was with the black community in the black dorm, oh, we had an um, ethnic-themed dorm. It was called Ujima. Fifty percent African American. That sounds great. It was it was a safe haven, and that dorm was the only dorm on that campus that had any kind of community. Really? And it's really? like really, yes. but like it's so annoying because it's like I wish like boards and stuff would hear people say yeah. that because it's like they don't like they don't realize like the importance of diversity in yeah. communities right. because like you just saying that was a safe haven like that's huge like that speaks volumes like especially at such an, like a prestigious yeah. school right, right. Yeah. in like a big city where it's like you should be able to like everyone should feel diverse yeah like yeah <sighs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Tell them about the girl, the girl on Facebook Which, at your high school oh. who said uh, the diversity was segregation. Oh, oh. Must um. <laughs> be giving me all the tea. <laughs> Wait, is it the person who's in? Oh, this is old. No, oh, okay. no, no, no. You know who I'm talking about? Um, who went to your high school? But no, I don't think so. Yeah, no. Okay, so there was, <laughs> was like, there was a girl that um, went to my high school. She went to KU. She, oh, we weren't gonna be specific. Oh well, I guess it's about KU. It's mm-hmm. just about KU, but it's just the specific girl. I, I love KU as a, as an institution. <laughs> um, she posted on Facebook that um, because she was a member of student council and had voting power, she was voting against a multicultural center on campus because she believed that having um, something that promoted multiculturalism would lead to further segregation of the university and henceforth. Okay. <laughs> um, 
um, further uh, like separate separate um, mm-hmm. stu- students of color from white students, mm-hmm. and for that reason, she was voting against it. Uh, so because that, that blows my mind because it's like even if you see like a multicultural event, mm-hmm. if caucasian people come i feel like all of us are so welcoming we're like oh, hey what's up I mean, get some food but then if it's vice versa you go to one of their events and you're the only one they stare at you like you're the wall like I know. well i think what's crazy too is it's like multicultural doesn't, doesn't mean, mean not white yeah <laughs> like you can be german yeah. like swedish yeah. russian like these ideal like just white cultures, cultures and it's just your culture and that just goes into people not knowing the difference between race race and ethnicity right um not really educating themselves like socially yes. taking a sociology class and paying attention not just going on quizlet for the answers mm-hmm. but like really taking the time to learn the, the things that people are looking for in diversity mm-hmm. like they don't want just representation of different colors yeah that's like the like a bare minimum so that's not they just, culture no because you can li- yeah you can have like like uh black latina white latina uh uh everything in between honestly yeah and they're all of the same culture yeah so <laughs> what are we really doing here yeah we don't. Yikes. yeah we don't know we don't know for some reason i feel like uh people in the majority um are so afraid to have people of color you know be comfortable be, be acknowledged be celebrated be comfortable in their environments because god forbid oh, girl. <laughs> black, <laughs> the seven black women meet together and like start a cult <laughs> and then we start a fire somewhere right right that's what I'm it's saying. it's over yeah it's crazy and it's just like and the people i mean there's white people that get it yeah, you know that's true and when they get it they get it but it's mm-hmm. like we need y'all to speak to the ones who don't because they're not listening yeah. to us. No, they're not. We're it's... just complaining. We're just angry. We're just black. <laughs> like... But yeah, and that's also like a large percent of why, like I prefer to be considered black. And I've told you this because mm-hmm. I don't know my heritage. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, I know like Native American, but like I feel like everybody does. But like, aside from that, like I don't know where in Africa I'm from. Mm-hmm. So to be referred to as African-American, I wish I was just referred to as a black American mm-hmm. because I am the standard. Right. I mean, I'm, American, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And if anything, the only part of my heritage I know about is American. So it's yeah. like, for you to say, like, American, you automatically assume white person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but they have a background, too. You know, they're not German-American or XYZ, but European-American. You know what I mean? It's just like, I wish you could just be American, mm-hmm. um, as you would with Ethiopian, mm-hmm. Ghanaian. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to attach a race to it. I mean, you could, but it's like, these are the things that frustrate me, but that's my soapbox. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good soapbox to have. Yeah, and I ain't never been Africa, so it's just it's offensive. Cause mm-hmm. I just, and then the whole continent, like, why I gotta be <laughs> like shot? Yeah. And then if I'm gonna take, if I'm gonna take like one of the little twenty-three uh, uh, me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to be classified by a culture that I've never even I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. None of my family. I don't. I can't cook a dish from that culture. <laughs> I can't dress the clothing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not going to change who I am and what I. And my values and things as it would someone who's really of that culture. So I'm just not going to... There's no point. Yeah. <laughs> getting off topic again. And then why is Middle East or something from Africa? Because it's the same continent. Anyway. <laughs> but... Uh, it's because they kind of look the same. That's why. But we're... Yeah. yeah. I digress. Hard tangent. So okay. you transition home, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I guess tell us about cons. your application. Process. Well, you can tell us the cons. Cons, cons, cons of oh. And you're not um, complaining. Your parents will not listen. They do oh. not care what we have to say. <laughs> I love my family. I love my mama. Um, so I say the cons are um, my parents are my parents. They are not my roommates. They will not necessarily give me the same uh, uh, separation as a roommate would, and they yeah. made that very clear with me. Oh, yeah, I that's mean, good. there was a point where I was, I like, um, we got in an argument because my parents were checking on me too much, and I was trying to study, mm-hmm. um, and they were like, "Listen, like, we get it. We'll we'll give you your space, but also we're not gonna, we're not your roommates. We're not gonna just ignore you until you come <laughs> say hi to us. Like, that's not how this is gonna work." Uh, and I had to take a step back and be like, "They're right. They're." I'm, I mean, I came here because I don't want roommates. I, I want to like, live with my family. But I feel like the dynamic changes once you're an adult. True. Not not to say you're a roommate. Because we were just kind of talking about this. Yeah. yeah. But I think they start to respect your space more. Definitely. And yeah. I, I would say that they, they do respect my oh, space. Oh, okay. It was just that... They missed you. They missed me. They wanted to say <laughs> hi. They wanted to check on me. I was studying, you know. So I know. I feel like parents... Like, just like to see their little bed student. Like, yeah. if that makes sense. So, like, sometimes my mom will just be like, How's studying? What are you? What are you doing? Like, what are your notes look like? Like, what are you? And, and it's like, I mean, I can show you, but I'm still stressed. Like, it's not. So, I think, right. I think too, being yeah. a med student does help. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Just be like, She's learning. I know. Look at her. I know. So, do you advise, like, people who want to live at home with their parents to, like, sit down and have some form of, oh, like, Let's get all the cons out. And then oh, that's a good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would say that's the main con. Other okay. than that, like, uh, being expected slash asked to go to church on the days that I don't necessarily want to. Um, oh. Not that I don't want to go to church. I love church. But sometimes on an A weekend, I'd like to study a little bit. And yeah. I don't necessarily have that same freedom that I would if I were mm-hmm. um, at home. So uh, other than that, I'd say. Do you have a sister? You have a sister. I have a younger sister, she but she's in home? college. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's just you? Yeah, just me and them. Yeah, it's chill. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say, do you feel like people who live at home need to like sit down and have some sort of contract with their parents Mm -hmm. or something? So I I think it depends on the dynamic. Um, If I were to sit my parents down and be like, listen, this is the contract. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, because I'm like, I would. Shredded. Well, but. I was like, I would. I'd be like, listen. Oh, yeah, I definitely have to. I I would about a contract. I think it depends on how willing your parents are to listen. Yeah. And how offended they would be. Yeah, maybe not a contract, but like a formal conversation. Yeah, I think a conversation is definitely what I would recommend. Do you feel like family meetings is something also? Maybe, yeah, just like... As you would roommates, I mean... Yeah, check in, make sure everybody's doing okay with the whole setup. Um, There's just an expectation of respect with my parents Mm -hmm. that I have to maintain. Um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how old I am. I'll be 40 and I'll still, like, you know, (sighs) yes, mama, like... I mean, yeah, yeah, I feel that. I just feel like in med school, I can't even respect myself. Yeah. I mean, respect them, obviously, don't call them at their name, but... Yeah, because I'm like, every time I go home, I'm so excited... Like, but if I'm home for like a month, the first two weeks are great. First two weeks, the next two weeks, I'm like, I'm ready to go. Right. Yeah. I, I couldn't live here. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's me. Yeah. I've definitely, I felt that way during like winter breaks and stuff when mm-hmm. I come back. But I don't know. I've gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. Also, my parents are like, they're so chill. That's good. Yeah. That is good. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see what other questions I had. Any other extra? Yeah, I didn't say. Yeah. Or like application process. For med school or for advice? Oh. oh, for med school. Oh, um, application advice. Pre write 
Those, oh. So the biggest piece of advice that I ignored was to pre-write my secondaries, um, look up the questions online, and then oh, pre-write so I did them. That. Mm-hmm. And I did not do it, and I was stressed out of my mind. I was oh. I was writing eight hours a day for a good month. Yeah. yeah, I was fortunate in that I could work and write my secondaries, so I wrote a lot of my secondaries right. at work. And then shortly after I finished all of my secondaries, an email went out saying, please don't work out uh, extraneous <laughs> <laughs> items. And I was like, somebody got trouble. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, you're right. Pre-write, but if you pre-write, make sure to read. Make sure you don't yeah, send the wrong out. secondary. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. would be terrible. Definitely, it's like the one thing you have to do. Yeah. Just like double check. Well, I also had the misconception that similar to undergrad applications, you would be able to recycle your essays when in reality you really can't. Uh, every medical school has a different set of questions, so. Um, yeah, yeah, you have to keep that in mind for sure because you'll play yourself. Oh, you um, <laughs> if you don't, at least stay, you know, adept to what the medical school is asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then the Jesuit schools. Did you apply to any Jesuit schools? I oh, did. Oh, I did, and my friend did though. They're a little aggressive. <laughs> Too aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they want. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not willing to compromise. No, no. Why would they? <laughs> but they're nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sir Week. Me? Oh, Sir Week? Um, okay, that's good. We need that was we our... speed it up. I was going to say advice for since we started med school, but... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything? Um, that... <laughs> Do your pre-work on the weekends? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but see, most, a lot of people don't have pre-work. That's yeah. our school. Most people don't even know what that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, did I already ask which, what things did you do in high school that prepared you for school in, like, Ivy League? Like, how were you prepared for Ivy League out of high school? Um, or were you? Uh, so, no, I was not. Um, I would not say that that's my fault or anybody's fault. Um, it's just that uh, Stanford like and other Ivy League institutions were primed for students that came from really elite boarding schools. Mm-hmm. And that is not necess- that has not gone away. Mm-hmm. So uh, people from Exeter, from um, all these other like private boarding schools. Did you have people from Loomis? Um, probably. Oh, uh, no. Isn't my friend went there? Yeah. Like, who are these kids? Yeah, very rich kids. And there's Exeter? Exeter uh, Academy. It's like oh, one of, oh. it's one of the top She's uh, schools <laughs> in the nation. It's actually insane. Um, wow. Yeah. And I was not on the totem pole. <laughs> <laughs> and me going, having gone to public school, yeah, I went to Johnson mm. County. I was, you know. I was probably, yeah, that was probably very annoying. Not annoying, but just like a, a culture shock in itself. Yeah, it was a huge culture shock. And so I wasn't prepared in a lot of ways. Uh, got it. So, yeah. Um, but any yeah. advice to public school kids wanting to go to Ivy League? Do the best you can in the classes that are offered to you. Go out of your way to take advanced courses. If you if you're able to take college courses, take them. Um, work your ass off to get an awesome score on your ACT because that will matter. And um, most importantly, try and do a summer program between your junior and senior year. There are, there are so many for minorities in, uh-huh. in the country. And so if you can get one of them, th- those will really help your application. I have one more question. So sure. then how do you, because I know my sister felt like this one at Emory and that's not Ivy League. Okay. How do you not feel like the other at a school like that? Oh, like imposter syndrome yeah. kind of? Um, well, you remind yourself on a daily basis that you got in just like everyone else. Uh-huh. That you do not you don't know what your application 
or you don't know what they liked about your application, you don't know what they didn't like, and you don't know that about anybody else. Mm -hmm. So you have no right to assume that you just barely got in when someone else was a shoe in. Like that's mm -hmm. that doesn't even matter. And um, the amount of time that you put into your classes will matter way more than the um, the smarts you were born with than the opportunities that you were given. Mm -hmm. Those will obviously matter. They will impact you, but. Um, they won't hold you. They won't they be won't, the limit. They won't hold you back unless yeah. you allow them to hold you back. Yeah, oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Great. Loza should have been on this on this podcast. Aww. Um. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> okay, guys. I hope you um, are absolutely in love with Anchor because we are. Um, but we're gonna close with excuse me our hidden Jimison. Excuse me. So take it away, Loza. Yeah. <laughs> so I did the summer health professions educational program um after my sophomore year in college and where'd you do this uh, i did this at columbia in uh new york wow so yeah. you may have heard this on our podcast like one of our first yeah so we talked about it but we we hadn't really had it from an experience we literally just googled it so yeah. give us all the deeds get tell us what you liked about it. well it's fast as you can okay <laughs> okay yeah so basically, the, the goal of this program was to prepare us for the next year of college, to give us black mentorship, and um, to expose us to um, different physician um, and or dental experiences. Um, so I took a physics and statistics course mm -hmm. um, where they, they taught us really well. We had a medical student who was tutoring us, um, and those were the classes that I was planning to take my junior year, and it helped a lot. They, really? Yes, That's it did. Good. It was so helpful. Yeah. Um, and Was it a free program? Oh, it was free. Mm -hmm. I don't do programs they pay? that I pay for. Um, they paid for my food. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, they Room paid. Board? Did they yes. pay for your flight? Um, mm. that's a good question. I think so. Okay. I think mm -hmm. so. And mm -hmm. so, and then they gave me a small stipend on, on top of all of that. I'm blessed. Uh, yeah, it was beautiful. y'all don't apply to these programs. I know. <laughs> Tell us, are you first or second player when you play yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the move. I highly recommend it. Also, I used my living stipend to explore New York City. Because oh, so yeah. I went to the Color Purple, which they actually they actually took me to see the Color Purple on Broadway. Wow. And then I spent my money to go watch Wicked. Wow. <laughs> on I always Broadway. wanted to see Wicked. It was it Y'all, I've watched all of Wicked on YouTube. It was so, so if nice. if anyone wants to <laughs> take me to see Wicked. I saw it on Broadway in New York, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you went with the high school. I read the book. Oh, I know that whole soundtrack, and I've, I've seen it on YouTube. Oh, wow. So if anyone wants to fund me to go to New York to see Wicked. Oh. Any sugar to I, you can take, I, I'll go on a date with you for hey, a night. Maybe somebody will if you tell them about the email. Tell them, tell them where they can find you, folks. Email us at. Melanin in medicine o two at gmail dot com. Yay! <laughs> and you can pay for my ticket oh, and go on a date with me. Ta da! <laughs> Congratulations, you want to float. <laughs> I'm worth it. <laughs> the best gift you could ever win. <laughs> um. So yeah. So it was an amazing experience. I am still friends with the black people that I met in this program. It really? was primarily black people who were trying to go into medicine, which mm -hmm. was amazing. And do they? Where are they at now? Did most of them get there? Um. So a lot of them are either applying to medical school right now. Oh good. Mm -hmm. oh, in yeah, medical you're young. school. Yeah. She's young. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm young. 
Um, and some of them completely changed. I, yeah. I have a friend that is in, at Northwestern Law School. Oh, come so, on! I know, I know. Do a lot thing. of successful people going and doing successful things. But that's so. good. That motivation is good. Absolutely. To have a diverse, you Absolutely. know, back system. It, it shows you the need for um, diverse mentorship. That's good. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. thank you, Loza. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome anytime <laughs> we do our shenanigans. It's usually in this building. <laughs> So, if you catch us come on in. Anytime, yes. You see, we'll drag you from the middle of the hallway. Oh, gladly. (laughs) (laughs) So, we'll get out of your guys' way. Um, Have a great week. Thanks for being patient with us. And I'm going to upload this as soon as possible. All righty. Yay. Toodaloo. Bye. Woo! Hello. I'm Kia. And I'm Florence. And this is Melanin. And Madison. I used to watch a lot of Three's Company, and so that was like kind of Three's Company too. And that's all I remember. Take a come and knock on our door. Yeah, we'll be waiting for you. Something, something, Three's Company too. I watched that too. Yeah, no, I don't know why I watched that. I think it was one of those like you only have like one DVD. That was the only thing that was on. Well, now my mom bought me the. Oh, God. Like, no. the series. Not me. <laughs> okay, well, God, I'm alone here. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> um, Hey, guys. Hi. You, sorry, it's been forever. Yeah, you probably forgot all about us. But we're still alive, so. Ha. Huh, we made it. I God. hope you guys are as pressed to listen to our episodes as my dog is. To see you. See me. <laughs> so, yeah, we, um, we had a very fun weekend. Okay, wait. We'll tell you all about it. Let's hop into our elders' elevation. That's me. Okay. Um, keep talking because I lost it. No, no, no. We'll work on this. Um, yeah. So um, the past uh, th- three weeks or so, we've been pretty good. You know, healthy. We've been drinking water. Uh, the sleep is nimble on my part, but I know Florence sleeps pretty routinely as far as like getting <laughs> adequate hours. So I'll just claim hers as well. Um, we definitely are fed. Um, everything from the food pyramid, not so much, but I know, you know, I cover the, the fatty portion and then flow <laughs> kind of fits in some of the fruits more than I do. So do you have the quote yet? I do. Blessed. <laughs> Go. <laughs> okay. This is by Carter G. Woodson. At this moment, then the Negroes must begin to, to do the very thing they, they have been taught they cannot do. Read it one more time. Yeah, no, no. Try it. it was not understandable. Let me try again. <clears throat> At this moment, then, the Negroes must begin to do the very thing which they have been taught they cannot do by Carter G. Woodson. Awesome. Do we know what he was referring to? Or just, this was a moment. Well, now, so we looked him up and he did, um, he's an African-American who did, um, he was like one of the first scholars to pursue African-American history. So... He made history in that way, which is very interesting. Yeah, so this is kind of a segue into where we were at this weekend. We oh wait 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 we have to I'm waiting. We got to tell them about okay. So we have no um, honey messages. So (laughs) oh yeah none. Yeah, if you'd like to message us, um, tell us about your interviews because it's heavy interview season. Um, if you're frantically 
um, you know, preparing for an interview or anything like that, let us know. Um, email us at melaninandmedicine02 at gmail.com um, for any new listeners. Hi, I hope you were able to binge watch for the past three weeks. We were on hiatus. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, if you have any questions, email us. We're, I'm always looking at my phone, usually really excited to see emails. Um, I delete Instagram during the week, so if you message us on Instagram... Don't don't expect a rapid response. Yeah, um, I was like, and my notifications are off. Yeah, so <laughs> we kind of suck there. But email is solid. So if you email us, we'll definitely get back to you. Um, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, follow us at melanin period in like i n period medicine. Um, and then on Twitter, if you want to follow us, it's melanin and medic zero one. Um, but I don't check my Twitter. You don't check anything. So Yikes. no shame. <laughs> but yeah, so if you want to see us all the time, um, follow us somewhere. Okay, interview question. Woo! Um, if you don't get into medical school this cycle, what will you do? So back in the day. Of course. Which I praise the Lord for. Okay. <laughs> Um, I really had times where I thought that was going to be reality, but okay. So if I were not to get into medical school this cycle, I would, um, call, I can't call the school to find out what was like lacking in my application. Mm -hmm. You can do that. Yeah, you can do that. Um, um, some schools do it. Like I know at Morehouse, like they do it way later, but like. Yeah, so you can call and see what was lacking in your application. I would do that. And then I would um, use the next year to um, strengthen what was lacking in my application. So if it's the MCAT, I would maybe reconsider taking and studying again. If it's getting more shadowing, I could find different doctors or research opportunities or just um, work on building up my resume and um doing things and solidifying like my science background before I reapply um, for the next cycle. That was a solid answer. Like literally, I always, they always asked me that and I'd be like, I'm going to reapply, you know, I'm going <laughs> to spend the year working yeah. and getting new life experiences. But truth be told, I had no idea what I'd do if yeah, I did not I, make it. <laughs> that was a, um, excuse my language, BS answer. It was a textbook. I, <laughs> I, yeah, textbook answer. Yeah. I definitely would. I would. I would be crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, take a moment mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. But I mean, we're crying anyway. So. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a really good answer. And emphasize like the fact that you can call and ask these schools. I think it's only if you get rejected. Like if you get waitlisted, you can't ask why you got waitlisted. Oh yeah, I, I don't think I you don't can. Think so, but I think it's only if you get rejected when you can be like. Yeah. Like, I'd like to know why. Because, yeah. like, if they can't tell you why, it's mm-hmm. shady. Um, and if you're, like, really interested in going to that particular school and you really do call and follow up and see why, and they, like, the next year, if you get an mm-hmm. interview and you're like, I called, I figured out, like, I needed to um, strengthen, this, strengthen part. this part, like, take a class, got a master's, did this. They're going to be like, wow, this person really wanted to go to our school. They mm-hmm. took the time to call talk to people, like figured it out, and that'll definitely boost you up for the next year. Yeah. I wonder if Harvard would do that. Oh, no. Uh, well, that was that <laughs> attitude. <laughs> I don't know. Let me. <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking, like, if I was, like, if I got a weak little score, but I was, like, I really want to be here. I wonder how much they'd be like, you know what, sis? 
We'll take it. They, <laughs> no, they're yeah. strictly about numbers. <laughs> You're not wrong. They would um, laugh. Ouch. <clears throat> well, um, besides Harvard, you got a good chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that. Um, this is why we need to do the show like very consistently because I'd be figuring our segments. So I think we're ready for our stepping stones. Whoa. Okay. Um, so the first one is tell them about our weekend. Yeah, so this weekend we were in Chicago. Woo! <laughs> and we were at Armac. Yeah, so should we start from the beginning? We so, absolutely should. So, one, we were super, super excited. Wait, let's talk about SMA. Wait, oh. these, yeah, yeah, talk about SMA. Okay, so we went to the our regional um, SMA conference, so it's called Armac. Um, it stands for something? Medical region. Education Conference? Yes, Regional Medical Education Conference. Sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we went. Um, ours was in Chicago. Um, we were really excited. So like, I'm I'm sure they do this at schools. Like our school gave us allotted us a certain amount of money. Oh yeah, yeah. To you go. Had to apply yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah. So like, we didn't have to pay for it out of pocket, which was great. Usually so, it's yeah. through. Sorry. Oh you, no. Yeah. Go. Usually it's through the diversity office. So if you have a a SNMA chapter, and for those who don't know what SNMA is. It's, we'll explain it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah, no, yeah. Well, explain it. Okay. So, it stands for Student National Medical, Medical Association. Association. So, it's, um, basically was founded, it was like, um. I pulled up all the information. Oh, okay. Because I was so, like, hey, I think like AMA, like when it first started, it, they wouldn't let minorities. Blacks. In, blacks. Okay, I'll yeah. say blacks. Um, into, um. AMA. The American Medical Association. Yes. Um, and so they started the National Medical Association for exclusively like minorities and um, underrepresented groups. And then they made like a medical school branch called SNMA. Well, now, okay. The NMA was for African Americans. But yeah, we're not segregated type of thing. <coughs> so we just let everyone in because, yeah. you know, inclusion <clears throat> and diversity and why not? Um, side note, can we acknowledge the shade and like calling it national versus like them calling it American? I just want that to be very obvious. Oh, because wow. if I it was American, you'd let everyone in. However, we're going to call it national because, girl, mean what you say. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, so the shade. I might get kicked out of AMA. Anyway, <laughs> you will not. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we went through SNMA, like the chapter at our school. They allowed us a certain amount of money. So mm-hmm. it was like us and three other girls um, that are at our school. We all got together and um, we were super excited because we rode the train for the first time. Oh, yeah, to that was Chicago. a lot of fun. Yeah. The train was good. Yes, I would highly recommend if you're a medical student and you have like a train, you could take a train somewhere to a conference. I Fairly close, it. yeah. Yes, because it was amazing. They had like tables, so we it was literally like being at home and studying. They had like a cafe. Yeah, area. yeah. And like we had our headphones in, we studied, and then we got to our location. It was Didn't great. have to sleep and like drive because yeah. Chicago was like eight hours away from us, yeah. and somehow the train was like seven. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was a deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so, okay, so um, we got there, yes. I went to the conference. Wow, um, you skipped over. Where? The Airbnb. I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so plan ahead is um, what I learned from this. If you're going on a trip for medical school, um, and you can use this information for your interviews as well, I would say. Yeah. If you're going on an interview, um, the train would be a great way to travel if it's a close enough medical school interview. Um but plan ahead so that you're not scrambling or you're not paying more for a living space than you need to. 
Um, and I know that's kind of hard with interviews because it's like sometimes they'll hit you up two weeks out. Yeah. Um, but if you do stay at an Airbnb, do your research. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I'll say. <laughs> we enjoyed the inside of our Airbnb. Mm-hmm. The outside was sketchy. A little but, questionable, but a yeah. Lot questionable. Yeah. Um, but SNMA or the Armec was like nothing less than incredible. Yeah. It was yeah. incredible. Like a whole day. So that night, the night we got there, the night before, we had like a little like mixer basically with like appetizers at a restaurant. We got to meet everybody. It was really nice. There were a lot of beautiful cultures represented. Very diverse experience. Um, it was so fun to just like talk and like it was it was really interesting because it was like being in a space where you could like openly like it was very comfortable. Yeah. Like I we okay, so this is hilarious. We walked into the restaurant and like couldn't find anybody. Like it was hardly like filled in the general public way. So we were like, okay, like I guess maybe we're in like a private room. And so we look to the corner and there's like these three black girls who are also lost like AF. And they're like looking around and we we look at them and we're like, okay. So this could be super offensive. I don't know, but are you with SNMA? And they're like, yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. Are you lost too? They're like, yeah. We're like, okay, cool. So it was just that bad. Like it was very like, as soon as you knew they were with your group, like it was like easy connection. We had conversation. We talked about our medical schools. We talked about how we got here. Did we take the train? Like conversation really just like flowed. Mm-hmm. And that was like different. Like I feel like that was very it was a very comfortable space. And I think they made it that way. Like the people in charge of our, our mech really made the effort to make it a comfortable kind of experience for yeah. everyone. So um, our mech was a long day. It was a very long day, but it was so insightful. Oh, um, we learned, I think the biggest takeaway from our mech that I told Kia was I finally like kind of understand the match and <laughs> residency. I'd and say like, I have like, I went from like, 30% to like 60. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they did a phenomenal job of like explaining like residency and the process and like mm-hmm. what we needed to do to make ourselves strong applicants um, other than like step, which like in my head, like that's, that's really everyone talks <sighs> about. So it it's was, hard. it was really, it was really eye-opening and I appreciated it mm-hmm. um, and I was super excited because I've been looking for a black OBGYN mentor and I found one and she was great so I was really <laughs> excited about that no she gave me her number I need to text her oh yeah text her yeah. oh yes immediately mm-hmm. yeah oh I guess I found a mentor too yeah yeah it wasn't at it wasn't at Armeg, oh yeah she's my fave <laughs> and I'm really excited yeah she said I can talk to her like you know <laughs> often i'm so happy um but yeah no we uh we we gained a lot i feel like there was one segment and i recorded little bits of the conference and i'll put that at the end um there's little bits uh that we went to because they basically schedule the whole day um and some things are like oh you can go to this you can go to this but then there's other things that are like mandatory um so one of the mandatory things they had for us was um uh was it public public health oh yeah yeah or like public health um and there was a Basically, a lawyer who came in, she basically told us all about, um, like, how health professions, like, kind of um, worked in Chicago and how politically the numbers looked for the health crisis going on there, um, different efforts that they've used to change the health um, outcomes for for minorities in Chicago Mm -hmm. um, and the ways that it's kind of gotten worse also um, as well. So that was really helpful because she basically really encouraged, like, 
us at, at a very young point in our career mm-hmm. um, to get involved in the political affairs of our areas or our local community or really get involved in that kind of conversation because as physicians, we will have a very good view of the health you know, in our community. Um, and we'll also have a very good way of kind of managing that health and a very good way, if, you know, if you want that vocal platform, you have it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good. It was really encouraging. Um, I was like, I also really liked, one thing that really bothered me though was that. <laughs> you didn't say what you liked. Okay. But I. Spit it out, girl. Okay. I like, okay. So I liked how we got to talk to people who are kind of in like the a same, a similar space as us but at a different medical school because I I feel like a lot of our interactions are very similar. We like, I feel like we all kind of like go through the same problems. Wait, what do you mean? Like with like diversity and stuff because, and it's crazy. Like all schools? No, like the minorities. Oh. Because like when we were talking with girls from like Minnesota, I feel like diversity is like a huge thing. It's lacking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they, they were shocked. Like they thought their diversity at their school was lacking and they have would they say 30 roughly 30 because one of the girls was like it's not 30 that she was like it's 30 so yeah they have 25 yeah <laughs> um african-american students in their like in a class and in one class and one class and out of 200 yeah something. 200 something and to us we were like what and they were like shocked because like i'm like we don't even have to think about our mm-hmm. how many like black people we have in a class we have seven mm-hmm. like we know we have seven it doesn't even make two hands not um. at all. And there's no black. However, men. However, um, she so she explained to me at the restaurant. She was like, they have a lot of different campuses, like like we yeah. do, but they have like I think a couple more. But she said one of the campuses only has one black girl out of like 28 students, mm-hmm. which like things like that. Like I don't feel like that's fair. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like that's fair at all. I feel like, and and you can say like. What's, who's to say if they were to put another black girl at that campus that they get along? Fair. Like, yes, absolutely. But give them the opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, just for the sake of, like, she has to be the representation exactly. for diversity. And, yeah, and they were even saying one of the girls, like, they have her on, like, the whole website because, like, <laughs> that's their diversity and they want to scream diversity, diversity. And it's just, like, I think it just, for minorities, it just gets to the point where it's just, like, you're tired of being, like, the face like you're tired of being like the minority the diversity representative (laughs) and it's you just have to represent yourself like you shouldn't be the face of the school because you're that minority no it's like it's like a diluted honor like it's like okay if you plucked me out of like 50 students I feel good you know you're on the school website at your undergrad you're like oh my goodness I'm famous Mm -hmm. you're at the school website but there's only seven of you and you know why you're, you know what I mean? It, it kind of convolutes the real intention there. Like, it's like, did you pick me because I was in the right place at the right time and I look good? Or did you pick me because you wanted me to validate our diversity? Yeah. But yeah. And, and that was a, a growing conversation while we were at um, Armec. It was the fact that, you know, we know that we are very underrepresented in medicine and even though like there's a lot of great efforts to change that number, they talked about over and over the fact that the number of African-American men applying to medical school hasn't changed like much in the past 50 years. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's it's, changed by like four. Yeah. Which is like, and it, 
Like, I knew it was a problem, but just being at Armec, like, there was a room probably full of, what, would you say, like, 60 students? I'd say 100. 100 students. Because we could sit. And there was, like, 10, 15 black men out of... 10, 15. 15 is pushing it. Yeah, okay, I'll say 10. They, they was, raised their hands, and I was like, this is awful. Like, it was bad. Like, at the conference, the conference was probably 90% women. Like, and what's crazy is this is, like all the medical school this isn't just one class Mm -hmm. so envision that as one medical school class like that's the situation yeah (laughs) it's it's pretty bad um so i don't know that's just one thing that like we've really been talking about like between us two is just like i don't i don't even know like how we can like express to medical school boards and stuff that like this it's, is a dangerous it's a problem and yeah because i feel like when we talk it's probably like oh like of course you're going to say that. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, we really don't have much opportunity to have, like, I, like we could unite as a, you know, across the class kind of situation. But then you get into, okay, well, everybody knows, like, third year medical school, you're really in the hospital. Yeah. And then fourth year medical school, you really just trying to get in residency. So it's really, like, between the M1s and the M2s. But then if you have seven, like, total black minorities in the M1 class... Okay, well, that means all of them would have to, you know, at least say something to make a ripple. And then it's just like, people don't really want to be that advocate, you know? And and they shouldn't have to feel that way. But it's like, it's frustrating because even if we were to do our most, it could still fall on deaf ears. Yeah. And that's like the hardest part. But I do, I mean, I appreciate the fact that we do go to a school that listens. And people say that over and over and over. And I'm leaning on that you know mm-hmm. a lot to believe like if we did go to, to someone to say can we get a little more you know cultural representation not even just black because when you think about the like the um the asian demographic in our class yeah pretty low yeah i um, think it's just because asian isn't considered underrepresented by oh in medicine. medicine i mean because our school at the prestigious schools yeah true maybe there yeah and then um the latin representation lacking it's lacking yeah even um like middle eastern i'm trying to be very politically correct because i'm really running through my political Um, correctness words yeah but yes like um any type of cultural representation it's just lacking and it's frustrating because it's like why yeah and it's like we shouldn't have to go to a conference to be in a room full of people that look like us like that was the first time i have ever been in a room with a collective group with black like uh, medical students yeah and i'm like wow this is or minority medical students yeah yeah. and i'm like this is really because i'm like honestly when i go to class like i feel like i have to be a certain type of way like i have to be professional like i have to like have my hair a certain type of way and like all this stuff and it's just like we don't even feel like we can study on campus no (laughs) (laughs) that's another story but I, I've never been in a room before and felt part of the group. It was very moving. And yeah. it's like, I'm what? I'm 25. Like, this shouldn't be my first time experiencing something like no. this. No. Like, take, in, take into account, we didn't have a MAPS at our undergrad. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe some people feel like, oh, well, I had that opportunity at MAPS. Like, they just made a MAPS at our school last year. Yeah. And we've been well removed from that. Um, it's just because, like, you know that feeling when we looked around and we were like, wow, like, there's so was, many black educated people in this room. Like, that is impactful. what our classmates feel like every single day. And they, the they fact, didn't even notice. No. And, like, we had to actually, like, we, like, 
thought about it. Like, actively thought about it. Like, imagine not actively thinking about it. And, like, that is the root of the problem. Yeah. As, like, a majority, like, the privilege you have not, like, getting up in the morning and not have to think about being a minority is huge. Yeah. It's true. I mean, even in small group, like, if someone says something problematic, if somebody says something problematic in class, like, unless the teacher realizes that's problematic, you're just probably one of, like, a handful of people that notice that that's problematic. But it's not like you're going to stand up in a class of, like, 200 and be like, hey, that was really problematic. Like, it, it puts a lot of pressure on the minorities available to represent. It's And if you say it's problematic, they're just going to, they're going to use the race card. They're going to be like... Because you're black. Of course you feel that way. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't mean it racially. Like what? 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 Anyway. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's an ongoing conversation. And really, I'm very grateful that one, I was able to go with a very supportive group of people who wanted to experience that. I I feel like, you know, the students who went from our school really were engaged and really loved the experience. Like no one came back and was complaining. Yeah. I will say that. And we did not study this weekend and we're going to pay for it this week. But just having that experience is like honestly going to push us like so much further in medical school, our career and like life lessons. It gave gave great insight to like different residency programs and like what we should be doing now. I feel like we'll have a lot more insight on what we can tell you guys to do during medical school Um, because... That experience really kind of made me more motivated to, like, organize organize my uh, plans for medical school. Yeah. And, like, at least, I like, when I was, like, I definitely feel like I should set out, like, a four-year plan. I definitely do. Like, yeah. over winter break. And I know that was the key for the weekend. We were, like, over winter break, we're going to do this. Over winter break, we're yeah. going to do this. I need to, like, write it all down. <laughs> over winter break, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to drink all my water. My hair going to be down on my butt. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So... Over winter break, I really do want to uh, write a four-year plan and just, like, make sure to have options, you know, because options are the way Mm -hmm. you keep from being disappointed. But definitely, like, give myself a good guide to where I want to head because I feel like a lot of where I went wrong in undergrad was, like, falling into where I think I should go. Yeah. And that's what took me so long to get here. Oh, I like that. And honestly, like, I think that what you just said, like, that's why I love the medical field so much because I feel like we're supposed to be here and then you dictate your path in it, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that's awesome. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of, like, having that mindset, like, knowing, finding your place in the field is, like, really... Where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And and we really do have that, like, capacity. Like, we're... I think that's something... You said that this weekend, too. You were like, that's, like, so different from any other field. Because you can literally go to whatever capacity yeah. you want yeah. in medicine. And, yeah, I just don't want to look up one day and be like, how did I get here? That's, yeah. like, the one thing that I just don't... I can't even imagine that. Mm-hmm. So... um yeah, SMA is a beautiful organization. So I was oh. going to say, so if you ever have the opportunity and especially like look up funding, um, I know for the SMA conferences, like if yours hasn't happened, like you can get funding through directly through SMA. I think you have to apply for stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, like go to these conferences, go to... It's definitely for all ages. Yeah. Like, yeah. We like preach all this stuff all the time. Like this is really like what is going to set you apart from other people. Mm-hmm. It's like doing these little things and going to these conferences because... Our classmates were studying this weekend, like... Oh, the shit. 
Just saying. They were studying this weekend. They and didn't even know where we were going. No. Oh, and we told them we were going to uh, Chicago. They were like, oh, what for? We'd be yeah. Like, it's for SNMA. And, and they we were went like, for free. And they'd be like, well, what's SNMA? And I'm like, it's the meeting that you went to and got the free pizza and then walked out. Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. go to these things. Like, they really do inspire you. They give you ideas. They, like... Give you motivation to figure out what you want to do. Because the medical field is huge. Like, I feel like and that's the stage, like, that's where you don't lose sight of studying. Because studying sucks. But, like, <laughs> if you have a direction and a path you know you want to be at, it just kind of, it, it allows you to enjoy your studying, you know? You want to know like, what I would have liked? What? I think I would have liked at least some, like, white professors or white physicists, like, physicians or like mm-hmm. somebody from the majority who was like an ally there was the keynote speaker who was definitely an ally like he was like down with he's with it but he's i'm like cause. yes this is an organization for african americans but i would like for people to be in these spaces who are at different mm-hmm. in different rooms yeah and um that was something i think he said that he was like or no maybe it was another uh yeah. speaker but it was someone who was like i want to know what's said when i'm not in the room Mm-hmm. And when someone who doesn't, maybe it, was, it probably wasn't him then, who, um, what is said when, you know, no one like me is in that room yeah. and who's standing up for us when no one is in that room. Yeah. And I think that's a really big thing. Like we can say all we want, we can say all we want, but like you said, like, they'll be like, oh, it's because you're black. You feel that way. Oh, it's because you're a minority. You feel that way. Oh, it's because you're the only woman in the space that you feel that way. But it's like somebody who looks the ideal way represents the uniform like american the ideal american that stands up for the same situation they have no benefit in the like you know what i mean like if they're standing up for a minority in any right who doesn't have you know the same experiences that means something people will listen and i hate that it's that way but it's true so um i i think People should really understand, like, you don't have to identify as a minority to understand where minorities are coming from. Yeah, because it's just, like, little things. Like, I know you saying that to remind me of this. Like, in my small group or whatever, there's two, like, I have two white males. Well, yeah, two white males. And, like, if me and... Um, the other one, black the, Yeah, the other black girl, if we say something and it's clearly correct or right, like, they... To validate it, they'll, like, look at each other. Instead of addressing us, who clearly said the statement, they'll look at each other and talk about what we just said and, like, verify to each other if what we said is right. And it's it's little things like that and being in a space like that. Like, having not... Like, they don't... How do I say this? Like They don't trust you? Yeah, they don't trust... They don't trust They don't respect you enough to trust you. Exactly. (laughs) And it's just, like, instead of being, like, our advocate, like, being opposite of what that guy was, they're, like... You're being, they don't realize like the microaggression. Yeah. And they don't realize. The condescending, like how condescending. Because then imagine if like you weren't, because you said like some people aren't as strong in their knowledge or not strong in their confidence. Yeah. They're not as confident in their knowledge as they should be, which I mean, medicine will do that to Mm -hmm. you. So it's like, let's say, you know, you get to a point where you really think you're right, but they're like, you know, I don't know. that doesn't sound really right and like why are you validating what i just said to another white male like look at me and validate what i said to me so it's just like i guess this can segue into our next stepping stone Mm -hmm. if like we didn't have like our self-growth and our self-worth like confidence yeah and confidence like i would really take that stuff personally but in my head i'm like i know i'm right like i put in the hours of studying like 
it's it's showing in like my results like so it's like i i know what i'm worth like i'm not gonna let you dictate how my success goes you know yeah and honestly it took a lot to get here and not many students are here i mean i'm mm-hmm. still not confident in my stuff but and you need to be okay so yeah our next <laughs> stepping stone right now is like finding your self-worth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um i think how do you think you did it I don't know if this is oh. personal. Is this too personal? Is anything too personal? <laughs> podcast, these people know tons about me. <laughs> and uh, the sad part is you guys don't even know half of our personal stuff. Lord. No, they know most of it. <laughs> um, so, no. Uh, I, uh, I'd say myself... Okay, so I'll say becoming confident in my knowledge um, started with my post-bac. Okay. Definitely with Dr. Paul. Um, and I talk about Dr. Paul a few times, but she basically was the professor at our um, postdoc program who taught us how to learn. Um, mm-hmm. She did a lot of uh, the classes she taught was academic enrichment. It was focused, you know, mostly cars specific teachings, mm-hmm. but she taught us basically one to never change our answer. Um, and just really like, if you're the type of person who doubts yourself, understand why you're doubting what you know. Mm, I like it. Yeah, and then like identify what it is when you notice that you're confident. Yeah. And then really hone in on that. So like what it is about my studies that makes me confident. When I can eliminate answers, when I can look at something and be like, I know this is right because the other three are wrong, because I know what they are and I know what they do. And um, I think just like even knowing that you put in the work and time to study be confident in that, you know? Mm, that would be good if... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still working on it. But, like, when yeah. I do... Because, like, that last exam. Yeah. I knew I, I, knew I passed Girl, it because y'all, I knew... Kia, I, I got done with that test, oh. like, with, like, 30 minutes left. And I was like, let me just check over this. Because, Kia, I'm going to wait because I'm going to be sitting out there. I definitely need to time <laughs> And I was like, let me just check it. Because I'm like, I'm about to be sitting there anyways. I could just sit in here. And then I saw her get up. I was like, cool, submit. I was like, yeah. Now that's one way to feel. Now me, I stood up and the room was like still full and my heart stopped. Like I was like, oh God, I didn't whiz through this exam, didn't know anything. And that's a big difference between our confidence. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, like I have very, and I'm, I think I'm, suspicious. we've talked about this. Like mm-hmm. I'm suspicious of myself all the time. I'm the biggest critic I can know because I, I feel like being that way has got me there. And but you're like, working on it. I'm it's working a, on it's a growing it because process. Flo keeps yelling at me for not working on it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like it, it's something that I, I acknowledge it because yeah. I never really mm-hmm. realized how much I doubted myself. And I think that's the trauma from retaking the MCAT. Yeah. That's the trauma from, you know, do, going through undergrad thinking you did great, but then looking around like, mm-hmm. and being like, Oh crap, like I'm behind. Yeah. So I think that's just how medical experience or how this track kind of makes you yeah i agree um but eventually you know i'm gonna be the only person in the operating room yeah and i have to be confident yeah you know when i close i have to be confident when i make a diagnosis i have to be confident in these cases and so i i know that's where this is going yeah and i think that's like the biggest thing but yeah bro confidence where did you get your confidence um, it definitely started with my postpartum program. I think I said it in like a pre- previous episodes. Like I know in undergrad, I feel like I started undergrad very lost and like not really knowing how to study or like not really knowing where to go. And, um, 
I had a study partner, um, and I just kind of <laughs> used to, like, dictate my study habits towards the way, like, he used to study, and, like, the way he used to study just, like, was not, it was just kind of, like, read through things, and that was that, and, like, I just thought that's how you're supposed to study, because I, like, I feel like in high school, I didn't really know You did, how. like, super, yeah. super surface level. Yeah, like, in, in high school, all you did was memorize, so in college, when I came, I thought that's all you did was memorize, so read and memorize, and, like... It took me a while, and I wasn't performing well on tests, and so I, whenever I got to my post back wearing like, yeah, like, I really, it, it was to the point where I was on my own, I had to start from the beginning, so I was like, okay, let's dive into studying, like, how am I going to do this, and so I just really had to learn who I was and learn like my studying habits and figure out this is what I need to do to mm-hmm. do well and so it was definitely like a growing trying trial and error process and after that um I still doubted myself you know like yeah. and so like constantly studying and um doing tests and practice like I I could see the self-doubt in myself mm-hmm. and I still do it today um with like test questions, because I've never been like a strong test taker. So like for me, um, oh, but you're strong now, Fred. Here's this. Fred's out here. Oh my god, you're a rock. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for me, it's like changing the my mindset about stuff and just mm-hmm. being like, I studied, like I know this, and like not doubting myself, and yeah. really going into questions strong is what's really helped me so far. Because. Um, at our school, like, I, I go to the learning specialist to, like, help with test-taking stuff. Mm-hmm. And one day, like, I was answering questions, and he was, like, he stopped me, and he was, like, why do you do that? And I was, like, do what? And he was, like, you literally read the question, you say the right answer, and then you go to the answer choices if it's, like, a topic that, like, you're not that confident on, and you'll say the right answer before you answer, and then you'll pick the wrong answer after you said the right thing. And I was like, oh, I do do that. And he was just like, <laughs> you need to stop doubting yourself and just go into things strong. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So that's just really been my mindset about stuff now. Like just knowing like who I am and knowing my studying and just being confident. Um, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's so yeah. hard to have confidence. Like it's hard. It's hard because one, like I hate to get social about it, but as a minority, you do doubt yourself. There's yeah. like, there's like a dose of like even but we doubt ourselves because of the little things that our parents do with like looking at each other to make us verify if we're right it makes you very insecure Mm -hmm. and it's like okay even in undergrad like they had their clicks they did well they they'd complain when they got a 98 when i was looking at this 66 happy (laughs) you know like it, it it was things like that where you really feel inferior before you even open the book. Yeah. And it's like when you have that kind of mindset and, and you may have this as a white male listening to this. And I want you to know we are not like Bashing, excluding no. your experience, but this is mine. Yeah. And I'm telling that. Yeah. Um, and I think it goes because I know like for me, like in elementary school, like and even some classes, like I definitely had teachers be like, Oh, you can't do this. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, definitely. And so it's just like from I've even L- had I've even had black men girl say, "Wow, you want to be you know that's hard, right?" Yeah. And you know that yeah. you know, and I'd be this is last year. <laughs> when you say, "Oh, you know, I'm aspiring to be a physician." Wow, you know that's a lot of schooling. That's a lot of this is a lot of that. Well, now I'm halfway through. Mm-hmm. Like they don't even know that. But that's the 
And you start internal, like if when multiple people start saying it, you you start like it starts being becoming subconscious. Yeah, you, know? you like, internalize it. You yeah. said it. It's a very like a very personal thing that you take, and um, to fight through that, I think we should be proud of. Yeah, I really do. That is that is something that was so beautiful about this conference, like the fact that we know so many people experienced doubt. They mm-hmm. there were um, a panel of black physicians. Uh, male physicians who were telling their stories oh. and all of them had the ridi- <laughs> like a ridiculous amount of resiliency. They had to be so confident in like their path, their future, their destiny. And that's like the most encouraging thing. Like to know that even when you're told no over and over and over and over and over again, there, it only takes the right. Yes. Yeah. The right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like not even more. yeses. Just one person to listen, one person to look at you and be like, I see what you see in yourself. And then really cultivate that. That yeah. was like, oh, man. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I wish we didn't have to study. <laughs> Same. Yeah. yeah. So I guess personally, what about confidence and self-growth? So academic, I think, okay, so advice academically, like really sit down, I don't know, make a pros and cons list, like see like <laughs> where you're strong, where oh, you're see, not to like develop yeah. your confidence. I would also say um, when you answer questions, if you're studying for the MCAT, studying for step one, um, and studying for step one really mm-hmm. does this too, uh, rate your confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rate your And a lot of new methods of like testing does this now, but I would still like write a percentage, um, literally only in tens because let's not get petty. Um, <laughs> From, you know, one to 10 or one to, or 10 to a hundred percent, um, basically saying how confident you are. And I think when you see, okay, I'm a hundred percent confident, but I'm getting it wrong versus I'm 30% confident, but I got all of these right. You really get to see what the problem is. That's true. You know, is it, is it because I doubt myself that I'm getting this wrong or is it because I really don't know it, but I think I do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the biggest thing. Yeah, because then you can, if you don't know it and you thought you did, you can go back and learn those skills over mm-hmm. again. But then if you are doubting yourself because you need to work on your confidence, at least you can look up inspirational quotes, you can find a <laughs> mentor, you yeah. know. And just yeah. practice. Yeah, and practice. Practice will build that confidence. Michael Jordan didn't like assume he was great and then stop practicing. Exactly. Because then you would, we wouldn't have known your name. Yeah, exactly. And don't be afraid to ask for help because like for me, like to, because we both, we go to the learning specialist not because like we have learning disabilities, but no. because like we, like I want to, like when I start fully studying for step, like I want to be so confident in like yeah. my test taking ability where I don't even have to even ev- like ev- think I don't have to doubt myself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, And I think like we know the value of being proactive in our learning yes. because of the postbacks. <laughs> like, because <laughs> yeah. like, had we been proactive before, we wouldn't have needed the, yeah. you know, and that's, that's huge. Like we're doing that now. Yeah. We're sitting here thinking, okay, like what do I need to do to get into residency? Yeah. That's our question. What, and like my question to any residents that I meet has been, what did you do in, in medical school that sets you apart? Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want people to look at my application and be like, well, this is the same as the other 90%. So, yeah. And, like, at schools like our school, like, we're, we're pass-fail. So, yeah. like, we don't even have grades and stuff to set us apart. So, like, you, you really have to, like, set yourself apart. Yeah. So, don't, like, don't be afraid to ask for help. Like, yeah. I think that's the dumbest thing you can do. And even don't if, get comfortable. Yeah, oh, no. no. A lot of our classmates are comfortable. 
hard not to <laughs> Molly and the Comfy Couch. <laughs> I so love that song. And she was a clown. No, it's true. Like, don't get comfortable. No. And like, when you see people, and honestly, we've all done it. Like, we've all been like, oh, I see the people around me, you know, chilling, having cocktails, having mimosas, going out to brunch. Let me try it. And I tried it once, and I played myself. <laughs> I, we've all like, we've all done it. The the point is to learn. Yeah. Once you play yourself that first time, do not keep going. Yeah. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. They say, fool me once. What is it? A fool me once, shame, shame on you. You fool me twice, shame, shame on, on me. me. Yeah, and it shouldn't be a third time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that's huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, self worth and it's it's hard. Like I know we have some high school listeners. It's hard. It is, especially in high school. I think that's the hardest part. It is, but that's the, the most part. you know yeah. crucial. Uh huh. If you have the confidence, you should and and. Don't don't let yourself play yourself with your confidence. Be humble. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Be humble, sweetie, because uh, you don't want to come out of you know high school thinking you're a senior. Yeah, don't be the type of girl that what, what, what's the song lyric? <laughs> the type of girl that won't even say hello. <laughs> don't be the type of girl that don't even say hello. Yeah, because when you get there, you're gonna have to find somewhere in campus, and if you don't say hi to people, they won't tell you. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. So be be humble, but be confident when you when you know you know something. Yeah. I think that's so. I what about personal confidence? Because we talked about school. It's hard. Um, oh, so personal confidence for me came from my mom. Um, my mom always really pushed having a healthy sense of self worth, mm-hmm. and I really I always like listened. You know, I always like yeah. You kind yeah. of just shrug because yeah, I would say for my parents too because like literally my my parents would be like you don't need makeup like. You don't need this. Like, you don't need a boy. boy you, don't you don't need this. Like, my parents would be like, you're so smart. You're so beautiful. Which in high school would be like, yeah, y'all are annoying. Like, like literally, you're up. supposed yeah. to tell me that. Yeah, yeah, like, you're my parents. But, like, you tell them shut up? No. Yikes. But in my head, I'd be like, oh, roll the eyes. You know, roll the eyes. Like, <laughs> yes. They don't know. They don't know. <laughs> Have you closed that door? And they'd be like, you, it, was, it was exactly how it was in the 1990s. Exactly. And it's not. <laughs> but really like yeah. in today's society it's really hard to have a healthy sense of self-confidence yeah. self-worth um because a lot of people thrive on the validation of others yeah and i think having like the people around you a good group a good group yeah yes yeah. i think the three of us like i oh me you jackie, jackie. they know yeah they know <laughs> we're i feel like because i've you guys have seen me at like lows you know what i mean and you guys will be like no, like we need to get, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be afraid to get your friends together if they if they're doubting themselves. Like, Flo tells me all the time I'm great. Aww. You do, even when I'm trash. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, um, there was times where Jackie and I, in undergrad, she she, if we were at a low point, I don't know if you knew about this. If we were at a low or something, she'd be like, "Can you like?" tell me about myself like can you boost me up and I'd literally just be like yeah I'd be like and this is like towards the end of our undergrad experience Mm -hmm. but I'd be like you know you're going through you've transferred you've gotten your associates you're getting your bachelor's Mm -hmm. you're pursuing a master's like you're doing great things you've traveled like and I'd really boost her up because that's what friends do like I feel like if one of my friends are down and like they don't feel like they're worth being at the level that they see themselves Mm -hmm. being that's 
I feel that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I you, I want you to feel good about yourself yeah. for no other reason because you're worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And this journey is lonely. Yeah. Um, it it could be lonely if it, you let it. Yeah, be. if you let it be. It's it's hard. It's filled with lots of self-doubt, um, worry, anxiety. But, like, at the end of the day, like, if you have that self-confidence, have that self-worth, like, you can take a step back and be like, how did I get here? Like, I know I need to be here. Like, yeah. I can do this, you know? Yes. Yeah. We we probably feel imposter syndrome. I know. After I leave CBCL, hard. I, I feel imposter syndrome. I feel like I snuck into that white coat and, <laughs> you know, but I, I know yeah. they're not going to take me out for the simple fact that Fast already cashed a check. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't give it back. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you're right. Like, I think life experiences up until this point mm-hmm. has, has uh, definitely helped my self-confidence, self-worth. Um... And really, I think um, dating in the pond, uh, in, a, in one pond when you should be fishing, no, 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 fishing in one pond when you should be fishing in another, uh, or changing the bait. Oh, you, you never, I've, I've never heard that one. I've heard it somewhere. Don't, okay. don't quote me. But <laughs> it's true. Like, if you're, if you're, this goes with the same idea. Like, if you're surrounding yourself with negative energy, people who are insecure in themselves, people who don't know how to uplift themselves. Yeah. Friends, relationship, family, any of that. Yeah. Like, you have to realize that, and you have to realize that person is pulling you down. Yeah. Like, that person is emotionally draining from you. If they're, if they're constantly coming to you seeking validation, seeking approval, seeking mm-hmm. encouragement, but they can't give it when you need it, yeah. that cha- change all of it. Yeah. Throw, throw the whole human away. Put, put that yeah. out. And I think it, it's crazy because, like, I think we have just so much self-worth. Um, a lot of people look at us and they'll be like, wow, like... You guys is like confidence with guys and like our yeah. expectations is crazy and it's like to us it's, it's not crazy because it's like we know our self worth or, or it's a lot of the times I feel like a lot of the guys that like we've come in contact with they assume like we're women in medicine and we're gonna do an episode on this later but we're women <laughs> in medicine and like we just because we're single like we want to be wifed up like yeah and. No, that... No, I couldn't do that. No, like, we know our self-worth. We have our confidence, like... And we know what we're looking for. Like, yeah. I, I think... And I, I say this because we've experienced it. Like, mm. a lot of people say, like, we have unrealistic expectations for relationship. But we've experienced those guys, and we just understand, like, okay, like, this isn't the time for me. This isn't the time for me. You know, like, there's been different cases where you, that wasn't the right person. But the way we want to be treated has been given to us mm-hmm. like we've we've experienced the expectations that we set yeah and so like a lot of people are like oh you guys have unrealistic expectations that kind of just tells you you're not you're not and the expectation yeah and, and that's fine it's yeah that's not you are fine. somebody's blessing baby <laughs> but not ours you are not mine. <laughs> and it's like in in this time is like the biggest value right now yeah and it's like and we're, we have to be selfish with it. Yeah I, yeah. I only have about 10, 15 minutes to be disappointed in a guy that was not worth my time. Max. So. Like Max. And in the same time, you better watch the show because you're not going to be able to watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to multitask or wash the dishes or something. You got you to gotta really like prioritize your time. But that's true. Like, yeah. because it's, it's risky. Like. I tell Flo all the time, like, a relationship is good, but if it's something that I, I'm not fully confident in succeeding, 
and not even like leading to marriage, but just something that can really cultivate me mm-hmm. and like help me grow and I can help someone else grow. And we can do that as a unit. Yeah. Throw it away. It's risky. Mm-hmm. It's too risky. Yeah. And it's, it's not even like it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's just and risky. I think like if you're dating any of us, like you're dating all of us. So I don't know. It's like us three. Yeah, I'm like I I just don't have time to sit here and listen to you complain about guys. So if you're complaining, I'm upset. Oh, you talking about me, bro? So so we're gonna throw you away. Yeah, no, because Flo would be like, "You need to leave him," and I'd be like, "I mean, he's not that bad." And you're like, "No," but it's true. Like, yeah, and then we leave him. But we, (laughs) but we do have like a strong bond, and I think that does impress a lot of guys too. I'm amazed at how many guys are like, "You have really good friends." Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, why don't you? Where you- <laughs> <laughs> it's like they don't even know their friends' birthdays and they claim they're good friends. That was shade. That was shade. That was heavy shade. I hope they listen. I do too. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like we, but that sets the standard for our loyalty and the, the type of connection we expect from people. Because we're like that. We, we, the genuine relationships we have in our lives are like this. Oh, yeah. Like, my close friends, my family, like, we are like, yeah. like, flow jacket. Like, we are close. And that's how we, how, how it should be. You yeah. should expect the same thing from your social circles. You should be able to expect that. And I mean, now, I feel like my mom would give me a kidney a lot sooner than flow jacket. <laughs> and I've been drinking that with y'all. Like, I don't want y'all's kidneys. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, like, it's true. Like, you should just be able to expect the same kind of like connection yeah yeah so yeah and we do have an application process so if you want to be part of (laughs) for a four (laughs) we don't have time for the for the two no for the three no no but yeah so self-worth is something that you really have to work on and it goes down Mm -hmm. it goes down and do not doubt yourself when it goes down but just make sure to build it up yeah and I think one thing, too, the last thing I would, I would say is to um, really see, uh, how, how am I trying to say this? See the things that um, you're like downfalls. Like, I think knowing your downfalls and like things about your personality that isn't so great, too, mm-hmm. is also builds your self confidence. Because to me, I know I'm not a patient person. Um, and I know this about myself. You don't have to be. Oh, but I, I mean, I'm slow. It's problematic. But no, well, it's, it's only problem. Yeah, it's, it's problem. But you know, I be taking my time. So we work together. Yeah. See, so it's just knowing things like your downfalls and things that don't make you as great or. Uh, that that really builds your self confidence too, because then you can reflect and be like, why didn't that situation work at that like the way I wanted it to? You, you know? can even say like, well, yeah. then that's. Hmm. But then you can learn from it and build the confidence. From True. Because yeah. if you know, like, something about you, like I say, I say all myself, I doubt myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like you said, maybe you can reflect on a situation and be like, why didn't that go well? Yeah. Because I doubt, like, yeah. it, it can really, now, that, let's not take that into blaming yourself. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a slippery slope that For can sure. happen. Um, because some people are trash and they will let you blame yourself. Yeah. And they that's will. A joke. But true um or it's just like like for me like with dating for instance like i feel like certain guys like i'm not that comfortable with them so i can't like be more vocal you know what i mean so i feel like i don't really show mm -hmm. my personality and it's just because i feel uncomfortable you know what i mean so like was that dang are you no, I'm saying ouch because like... Oh, I thought that was Athena. Like, no, no, no. She, <laughs> I was like, did she bite you? 
somewhere. No, but I'm saying like outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I know that about myself. So if I, I don't feel comfortable around you, like I, I should know I should cut it off, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I want to ask more questions, but we're not, we about, to, talk we're not about, about to give y'all all our business. Chill out, nosy. We're about to go to IHOP after this. So and <laughs> <laughs> We are so behind. Yeah, we're behind. But yeah, so I, I love this episode. I hope people really hear it. And don't get distracted by our dating situations. Yeah, Just no, right. focus on the self-worth. Like, Mom, I promise I'm studying. <laughs> right? I mean, my mom knows all of my dating stories. Yeah, but... so is my mom. <laughs> but I think um, this was good. Like, people really people really need that, so, that healthy sense of confidence in this process. Like, it's dangerous if you don't. Yeah. It can really get you into a dark place. So. Yeah. Well, I guess last thing. So okay. when you get into the, the um, point where you doubt yourself... What do you do? Because when I walk out of CBCL, I'm like... Like, how do you pick yourself up? Yeah. Um, oh, this is nice. So, I... So, okay. If I'm on an exam and I see a question or, question or an answer and I'm like, I don't know this. I've never seen it in my life. Um, often, I'll look at it and I'll just be like... Well, maybe not an exam because I don't have time to think this or, much. Or I was like, or you can talk about... Remember last test, what you did differently? Like... A, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah okay, good, yeah. Good, yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> so, yes, when I know I'm doubting myself, because um, I have really bad test anxiety. Yeah. So, I remembered, I went back to my post-bac practices, and I remembered, like, Dr. Paul really emphasizing, you know, taking time to get mentally acclimated with the testing space. Maybe she made me into a hippie. I don't know. <laughs> but <clears throat> really taking that time. So, I got to campus about two hours before my exam, um, unpacked. Uh, this thing called like brain vomit really helped me for the MCAT. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I practice like brain vomiting before each exam, like with a piece of paper, all the information that I'm like memorizing. So, um, doing that and really just like taking time to like breathe and like get comfortable. And I think during my breathing process, this is really personal. Yes. Um, while breathing, I really tell myself like somebody saw my application, somebody saw my value, like I need to as well. Mm-hmm. That was like a total stranger. That is great. Yeah, yeah, a total stranger saw my credentials, saw my numbers, and was like, she would make a great physician. You just have to believe that too. And, you know, if you're applying now, and um, maybe you're waiting on an interview, maybe you're waiting on, you know, um, results, whether you got in or not, be confident in the fact that you got to this mm-hmm. point. Like, you graduated yep. with your degree. Mm-hmm. And somebody, you know, saw that value in you. They, they were proud of you. They expected you to go out into this world and do great. And I don't care if that has to be the person that handed you the diploma. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody did. Uh, and even if it's, you know, you being in high school, you waking up, showing the class, like, you have to instill that, that confidence in yourself. Yeah. And whether people see it or not, they'll only see it if you make them see it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And then to add on to that, one thing like I always say to Kia is like, I, for those of you who are religious, like I just feel like God like really sets everything up like the way it's supposed to be. Um, and where you are in life, like sometimes like you might not be where you want to, but like he's setting up the paths, um, and everything like in the correct way so that you, when you do get to where you want to be, it's you're perfect. You're perfect. And it's so much more worth it than you ever thought. So like, I, I really, for me, like when I am discouraged, like I really like take a step back and I'm like, I, like, I feel like God put me here for a reason and, like, he wouldn't put me here to watch me fail. No. So, like, that's 
Well, really, because I know for me, the second I get stressed, I will sleep. And I will, I will be like, start doubting myself. Yeah. I get super nervous. And I'm like, I, I don't even want to look at this stuff because I just start working myself up. So I look, I really have to take a step back and be like, I'm here for a reason, purpose. Like, I'm, I'm not going to fail now. Right. So. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And we talk about it all the time. Like, I, I would not change the post back for anything. Like, at all. I wouldn't change having to go to the post back. I wouldn't change, um, you know, having to experience uh, that setback for anything. Because I feel like it made me... Thank you, Flo. You always do this. We have a we have a code for when we get up. And she never does the code. She don't even know the code. Anyway. Um, I wouldn't change that for the world. Because I feel like that's what got me to this point. Yeah. You know, that's what got me succeeding in medical school. That's what got me... Studying efficiently, if that's what you want to call what I do. But um, that got me to this point, and I think that was very necessary to see me through it. So there's just things in your life that you may not really understand why. Oh, no. But there's a why. Yeah, there is a why. Yeah. Yeah. And some things are for the best. Sometimes the best things that happen, you don't know why. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and <laughs> it, it ends up being the thing that would have held you back way more than you can imagine. Yes, because I really, like, if I would have gotten into med school, like, the first time I applied, I would be clawing to To the nail. Girl, I would be barely breathing. I would need, like, a bendy straw, and I would... I'd be sucking a little bit of air. That That you could get? Yeah. And there'd be a hole in it. Yeah, but (laughs) now I feel like I could doggy paddle, you know? Bro, you Still drowning, but I could doggy paddle. You could go on your back and float. You're you're doing amazing. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like... All right, so Anchor cut us off, um, which reminded me <laughs> that I need to put our uh, promo at the beginning, which I will. Um, but we're going to go IHOP. So do you, have, do you have anything else? Stay blessed. Stay energized. Work out. Confidence. Drink your water. Drink your water. Um, eat at least two fruit a day. Smile. Tell someone they're... Compliment yeah. someone. I feel like RBF is an excuse. I'm just going to say RBF. it. RBF. Resting bitch face. Oh. It's an excuse. You can smile. Yeah, you can smile. <laughs> That's not a thing. No. Um, yeah. And uh, just be great. Be a good human. Mm-hmm. Just, and yeah. Because karma is in the air. And oh. I, I know it. Yeah. She keeps her sneakers on. <laughs> the girl is on the go. She's chasing you if you're not being nice. No. So, all right, guys. Oh, happy birthday to my family. Yay. Yeah. It's my brother. Both Celebrate my brothers. Celebrate good times. Flo is ready to go, bro. <laughs> no, my mom loved that song. Wow. There's a party going on right here. Boom, boom, boom. Let's celebrate. <laughs> oh, God. Let's have a good oh, time. Oh, we were doing well. And a laughter, too. We're going to celebrate a party with you. Celebration. <laughs> wow, this is an old little episode. We say like Three's Company and then. <laughs> anyway, um, yes. So have a good week, guys. Bye.